Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish, and uh, today is April 15th. We are here in lovely Wayne in New Jersey. Um, this time, uh, joining me again is my uh, lovely co-host, Jacqueline Velvets, and uh, our guest today is somebody who I've known for quite some time now, and uh, he's kind of a... Uh, Kind of a legend in his field, and he recently... Kind of a big deal. Yeah, he was <laughs> a giant deal. Uh, but he was recently featured in uh, HBO series, I believe it was called, is it called On Set? What was Sex it On. Sex yeah, On? It was, it was originally called Sex Now, but then I think because they came out with that app, they changed the name of it to Sex On, yes. Okay, so uh, if you guys watch that, it's, it's actually a pretty good series. I watched a few episodes, and he was uh, in the one about the giantess fetish, and uh, so... Let's start off, kind of people who don't know who you are and what you do and what kind of fetish you, you produce, just kind of a quick overview of what, what it is you do. Uh, well, basically I do size fetish. It's Wait, do we even say your name? No. <laughs> my name. Gary Pranzo. Well, Damn know, it, Gary I'm Pranzo. I'm such a big deal, you don't have to say my name. I'm the worst, I'm the worst, I'm the worst interviewer. Uh, Gary Pranzo, who is, uh, like I said, we've been friends for so long I didn't even say your fucking name. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Well, that size fetish basically starts off with attacking a 50-foot woman, you know, knocking buildings over, stepping on people. But it all, it all branches out to a lot of other things like, like girls. It's mostly girls in charge, shrinking people or, um, or, or the girl growing or just the process of her growing. But then it, it kind of branches out into, into um, like men shrinking women and so women get small. Um, then there's it even goes into like the furry. It, it overlaps into all the other fetishes. Oh wow! Even mm. even fighting. I even did a couple customs where you know somebody was kind of something like what you do, Santiago. And but but instead the guy was shrink getting shrunk from being humiliated from the wrestling from the fighting. Oh yeah. So it just crosses over. It mostly crosses over into foot fetish though the most. Well, that from an outs uh, outside, I've already smacked my lip once. But um, <laughs> from an outsider's perspective, I remember seeing it for the first time, and uh, it was just—it wasn't even bizarre to me. It was just really cool. I was, I was, I was reminded of those old movies, especially Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. But like, even the stuff that I grew up with, like Ultraman, and like, even to a degree, like the old monster movies, like the old Godzilla, like just destroying a city, and like this thing that's just you know huge. Except in this case, it's a beautiful woman causing all the destruction. And um, I immediately was interested in it because I was just like, damn, this is really cool. How is it made? Like, you know, does he have a green screen? Does he have a blue room? Does he have, like, what kind of effects is he using? And uh, in, in Becoming Your Friend and Jacqueline, actually, I think I'm going to ask Jacqueline to go next because she kind of got, you, one of your first earlier shoots was with Gary, right? Wasn't it that how that worked? Yeah, so I've been working with Gary Pranzo for <laughs> almost 10 years now. So, um, he was, in the world of fetish, um, he was about, like, my third, uh, fetish producer that I had worked for at the time, and it's pretty insane to think about, <laughs> like, how long ago that was, um, because you've been doing this for how long? 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. Okay. Good God. And, uh, you, well, yeah, your first, one of your first shoots was... Yeah, one of my first, and uh, I was introduced to him by my friend Susie, who still works for him as well, and 
it was such a fun shoot. I mean, still working for Gary is some of my favorite shoots ever because you just get to completely, like, get lost in this imaginary world where, you know, you're this powerful, dominating being and, you know, you're totally in control of the subject and you're basically just, like, playing in this own world that, you know, we've all created for the, the customer or, you know whatever we want to do, however the storyline goes. Now, was there, did uh, Gary's shoots open up like a door for you to uh, to go into other productions, or was it, did you meet other people here, uh, where you were like, oh, you know, you want to try this, you want to try that, or was it, like, I'm just curious if that, like, because I know networking is a big deal, you know, models being introduced to different producers and stuff like that. Um, I definitely think so, like, because, you know, when me and Gary get together and we shoot, we talk about a lot of things that, you know, are in the business side of it, the technical side of it. We'll talk about great models to work with, and that's just, like, what what producer friends do for each other. Continue. <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're, having, we're, having, we're having dog difficulties. I have, <laughs> I have a dog that, that follows me everywhere. He'll be and fine. He's, okay. uh... He's, I, I might have to take him out if he's interrupting the podcast. <laughs> no, it's the, okay. As long as he has something to contribute. Uh, there he goes. But, um, so, yeah, so... He's contributing his cuteness. So, one of the things that I definitely wanted to start with, and, and I was thinking of this on the way here, because, you know, we always like to do the origin stories of our, our guests. Um, and so, um, I think you went into it a little bit during the HBO uh, special, but... I, those things are so quick, like you don't really get a lot of time yeah. to really tell anybody how it started for you. And so I was going to see if maybe you could, you know, kind of enlighten us. Like the, the from the yeah, just, the I beginning. mean, yeah, just how it started for you. It like was what? A, It was a cold day in 1967 at Englewood Hospital. No. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was June. It was a hot day. But, and now, um, really, it, it's just, I don't, you know, I didn't even know the word fetish. I was probably doing this for eight years before I even knew, like, that it was a fetish. I, I always knew that I liked this kind of thing. Not everything that I shoot. So to be clear. Cause of I course. Ex, cause then you start doing customs, you do all kinds of other stuff. But mostly like the 50-foot woman stuff or the guy getting shrunken and held in a girl's hand or stuck in a cage. But I like to see the girl's face all the time mm-hmm. in her hands. That's me. So I just, I always liked that and I always looked for it back in the... In, in the pre-VHS days where you were just looking for at the library for pictures or, you, I mean, that, I'm up a couple yeah. So then when we got into the VHS day, I'd be in the video store looking, oh, that movie might have a scene or that movie might have a scene. You'd rent movies and you'd, you'd fast forward through them. Ah, damn it, they don't have a scene. So, so, that is so, so fucking true. I'm sorry. Everybody who's, everybody who's in, who does, even, it doesn't have to be giant fetish, anybody who has that kind of fetish that has to do with media has had those experiences, especially if they're my age, where they, when they didn't have the internet, where we were like, it was like, go rent a movie. It was, it was a desert yeah. for, you know, so that, I, I think if I had been in this time, I would have never did this business, which is just so much out there now. But when I started, it was the mid, like the early nineties, I started going to BBSs because I've always been in computers. I've been online since like 1979. I was on Telnet. I was my Radio Shack computer. Hmm. So when it got into like the early nineties, we started getting on VBSs, and there was a couple of size-related VBSs. I didn't still didn't think it was a fad. I just thought, oh, guys that like trying women too? Okay, cool. And I was like, we'd download pictures. You spend like a week to download one picture. It was like, you know, really slow. <laughs> and, you know, yeah, the JPEG days, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> about 94 or 95, I, 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 I found that, like, I knew about the internet, but I didn't really know about, about the web, how a web browser works. Mm. And I saw the web, and the first, of course, the first thing I put in was Giants. There was one site. 
that, so I'm not the from the second site ever for Giantus. There was one site before me, and they had basically collage, like Photoshop collages. So it was early Photoshop days, and they had some Photoshop, and I was like, wow. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to make a website. And I made a website, and I didn't mean to go into business. I just started putting stuff up that I had, like maybe some video <laughs> clips that I had or some pictures, and... And I got so much email, and I got so much, like, and people wanted to trade stuff with me. So I started, we were just trading. Mm-hmm. And then eventually people wanted stuff, so many people wanted stuff, I just, I started charging money, because I'm like, I can't keep going to post office for everybody. And then, I think it was only, like, only, like, two years later that I shot my first video. So I just started, like, getting magazines, and I actually went to a couple of video maker conventions. They have, like, conventions for, you know, like, videographers and things like that. Yeah. And I just started, like, just learning everything, learning how cameras work, learning how... Because I didn't know. I was a nurse. I didn't know how, you know, what the... How cameras and all that work. So I just figured it all out, and I made my first video. And the first one, I, I really... Again, I didn't know I was making fetish videos. Do you remember, do you remember what year it was? When you this was 95. Your first video. My first video okay. that I shot. It, I think I released it the year later, because I spent a year editing it. But, but um... But yeah, for 95, I shot the first video, and I didn't really, again, I didn't really understand what, that I was making, that I was a fetish producer. I just thought I was making a movie. I knew guys liked it, and I knew it excited them, so it wasn't like I was totally, didn't understand that part of it, but I just thought of it more as, as, as I was a movie maker, so I had storyboards scripts oh, wow. and I had like a big crew I had all my friends and I had like 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 a ton of it was a, a whole big production did any of your friends question like hey how come specifically I, we're shooting this I, I would I, I said yes and a lot of guys like this and you know I didn't you know get into I didn't really get into like like the explanation of and how they, you felt about of what they're going to do when they get the video, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, I kind of knew that, so I understood that. It wasn't like I, I was oblivious to that part of it. <laughs> I just didn't understand all the terminology and what. So it wasn't until a few years later that I realized that I'm not really a movie maker. Like, like you need to get over that, Gary, and you need to understand what you are. Mm-hmm. That you're a, a video maker. You're a fetish producer. Yeah. So I, I kind of pulled back on some stuff and not and got away from the story. Some people don't like that I did that, but it just wasn't like I. Every time I put something out that had a big production, everybody would be like, "Oh, where's this scene? Where's that scene?" So I kind of focused for many years. I focused on just getting you didn't focus. you didn't want to create the videos that that you were finding in VHS stores that you had to fast forward through. Yeah, you know? I, I didn't want people <laughs> like, to have to fast forward through 90% of to my To see film, where the big scene was. And I probably, for a while, probably went too far back where I had like no story elements at all and we were just doing... So I've bring, lately I've been, last few years I've been bringing back more of the story elements. We've been doing a little more. So it's it's kind of, there, there has to be a balance. I'm still kind of learning it, my, to be honest, 20 years later. Well, I think. Well, yeah, and I. I mean, I think you're definitely. I went. Well, I wouldn't say master because it, none of us are really masters at our craft. Because if we were, then it'd be kind of boring to not learn new stuff. Absolutely. But um, but you're definitely. I think at the top. You know, at the top of the you know cream of the crop kind of thing. Like, is a, I, you know, I didn't know how big it was until I you know started hanging out with you and looking at the site and seeing your hits and stuff and and just like. Seeing the, the the amount of message boards and like the, the huge community there is out there, there's a lot of puns to be made. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm not gonna do them, but um, but yeah. So uh, that's weird because like all, that parallels a lot of what what I went through as well. And I'm gonna do a podcast at some point. I think where I just tell my whole story like we're beginning to end and or whatever. But yeah, like the whole I remember that going to video stores and like I heard this movie has a fight scene between two women. And you're like taking it home, and it's like some shitty, 
you know, uh, what women in prison movie, and you're like fast forwarding, and finally there's like a cat fight in a shower, and it's like five seconds long. Drop of water in the desert. Oh, and you're like, no. <laughs> I just paid three dollars. The for kids this today, they don't know what it was like <laughs> to be a fetishist. They didn't know the struggle. In 1978, or 19, <laughs> even 1988. I was still, no, still, still to this day. Like when I look to, you know, television shows and movies, and there's a, a knockout scene. They never show any of the detail, mm-hmm. and that's why I think, like, you know. Me as a producer is so valuable to the the fetish community because like I'm providing them with those details that movies and television shows won't show you. It like happens so fast, and there's like no eye rolling, there's no dramatics to it. It's just like, wait, what was that? Now she's out. Okay. <laughs> so Jacqueline and I, I you're yeah. always disappointed. I know. Always. It's always. Like, like she striped the guy. Why won't she pick him up? Why won't she? <laughs> why, why aren't they both in the same shot together? When I see her big face talking to him, no. She like she leaves, and some other dude comes in. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's like I hate the. It's the one dick per fantasy. So we, so we, all of us, we come out. We want to make our own stuff. <laughs> that really is I it. That, that really, that that really was it. And like Jacqueline and I will be laying in bed watching random TV shows or a movie or something, and it'll be like, oh shit, that guy just pulled out a chloroform rag, and oh, and there's a girl. Oh man, here it comes, and then like, bam, cut to like the d- detective's office, you know, and you're like, what the fuck was that? You know, it was like female combat in a movie, and it's like horribly choreographed, and even Jackie's like, come on, like, ugh, this, oh, it's so terrible, but... Um, once in a while, something will come out that will be really good, mm-hmm. and then it'll kind of turn into one of those circumstances where you're like, I could film this, but I can make it better. What's the thing? Okay, but it, yeah. well, if it comes out and it's really good, you'll get people asking you to do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we'll get people who cite specific scenes in movies. Like, like for example, the Fausta scene in Wonder Woman. Yeah. When she gets thrown under the stage and she's getting interrogated and chloroformed. Like, that scene, I can't even tell you how many times I get customers well, saying, can you recreate this? That like, scene, if I like, ever like, meet... Word for word, like, blink for blink. Uh, on my end, <laughs> Is, is Cheerios. If I can, if I filmed a hundred or more scenes of Honey I Shrunk the Kids, shrunken people in Cheerios of women eating Cheerios. Oh uh, right! Because a lot of these kids grew up with that. I was a little older when that came out, so it's not I'm not as into Isn't that. Isn't the scene? But a lot of these kids grew up with that. They were asked me to do customs oh, of man. little shrunken people stuck in the Cheerios. Wasn't like their mom about to eat the next? It was the dad. It was the dad to make it even more. So you turned you change yeah. it to the mom. Or well, the, or uh, the, uh, thank God that when they ask for it, they don't want the dad. Yes, yeah. they want like they want a female. They want a female doing it. It doesn't always have to be the mom, although sometimes it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you know, the <laughs> oh, incest and fetish are kind of like related. Yeah. So yeah. just, what are you going to do? And so, so the, that brings us to my first question we got from a fan, or actually not even from a fan, from a friend, a friend of ours, our friend Riff. Um, Riff? He, yeah, Riff actually... Uh, he That drinks, guy? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> he was actually in our first podcast. He's always and, bugging me on the internet. <laughs> he's always I, coming I on to me. It's I weird. love Riff. He uh, he's else. an amazing guy. We uh, all love Riff. And so I, I got We love you. I'm sure he will be because I'll put the, I'll put down that uh, that we mention him and, and the narcissist inside of him will be like I've got to listen to. Him. I, I mean I, li- I listen to 90 minutes of your podcast waiting for you to mention me. So I'm, I think I'm the most narcissistic of all of you people. I did. You were last podcast. The first thing I mentioned was like if you guys hear any bumping upstairs, it's 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 Pranzo. He's shooting with with Jacqueline Velvet. Uh, so Riff says um, I'm not being snarky at all. Thanks. <laughs> but he says, I would love to hear about the appeal of the giantess thing. 
like the actual appeal uh, as you think it it, uh, it is to your That's fans. actually not hard to describe. It's and it's probably not different than most um, most of your like femdom um, mm-hmm. type of fetishes. But in, in I think what it is it's, it's the ultimate control. So and I'll, and I'll explain a little more after I explain this part because I actually have something else to say about it that mm-hmm. makes it'll make sense to you as far as, as I'm concerned. But it, it's when the guy is like six inches tall, and the girl ha like basically she owns him, especially if nobody knows she has him. She's like now she's like a god to him or her. Sometimes it's you know it doesn't matter whatever it is, mm-hmm. and um and then she keeps him in a cage, keeps him hidden, and messes with him. Or the girl's gigantic and so big that nobody can stop her, and she's just destroying cities. But basically, it's ultimate control. It's not like like she didn't have to do any effort to tie him up or do anything. She just. Is just because she's more powerful, it doesn't matter. But and most of the time, it's the woman that shrinks the guy down for yes. her enjoyment. So it's like now she has you to do whatever she wants with you. So another total control, like yeah, because there's the girl who does it, and then I've seen the scenes where it's the girl who stumbles across, like ooh. Yeah, the girl has you? to be able to like if you're doing video, in the sense of videos, the girl has to be able to sell the fact that she yeah, that she is motivated to do it, that she mm. does enjoy it. That it's not just going through the motions or whatever, but the reason why the, I'm I'm saying that because my I have a, quite a few fetishes, but they all have the same idea. So like I have mind control fetishes where like a girl can just make you do anything with her mind, but it's the same thing. She has total control, and that's and and it's, and it's it's probably one of like a bunch of fetishes I have. But they all they almost all land land in the fact that the woman has total control, total over, power yeah. over a man or even another <clears throat> woman. It doesn't matter. And so that's you said that was the first part. No, that was well, it. that was the whole thing. That was it. I, I, I kind of rambled. I kind of went on a big rant. So no, no, no. I probably okay. should stop for a second. It's okay. Maybe. It's okay. Yeah. No, because that that makes a lot of sense. And uh, like uh, that, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be. Like it is about femdom, and uh, you know, just like how certain aspects of wrestling is is femdom too. It's just here's a girl putting a guy in the nexus for ninety minutes. You know, because she can't go anywhere, she, he can't move, he can't do anything, and she's always in control. Um, but speaking of like your fetish uh, productions, uh, kind of intercrossing with with Jacqueline's or mine, have you ever had a, a request? Because I know this was actually in a movie. This was actually, I think, in the remake of the Fifty Foot Woman, okay. where it was two girls fighting in the city, kind of like the old. Oh yeah. So have you done those? Like, yeah, I've done not too many. Um, only not because I don't like to. Because it doesn't always work well when you do a shoot. Because mm-hmm. the girls just start goofing around. And then, not only that, but we it takes a long time to build these cities. Yeah. I'm talking about when we do the prop cities where we build buildings and stuff. And you have two girls, and you say, oh, go fight. Your city's gone in like two seconds. <laughs> and, you, and you don't get all your shots. And, you know, I had one of the girls with grabbing buildings, throwing them at each other. It's fun as hell. Don't get yeah. me wrong. So I do do it. Every I rarely do it. And now they do customs, I do it even less because when I charge for a custom, they got to pay a lot more like to have two girls. Like You should bring, <laughs> you should bring me in as a consultant. <laughs> well, like, I'll totally stage a fight. Where you, like, know, I, I, you know, that's actually, I actually that would thought be about awesome. I had thought about that at least once great. or twice that I was like, i got to call Santiago because I need to, you know. Like some girl's just getting like uppercut and yeah. she lands across the buildings and crushes I, I, I know about real re- real wrestling and real, but I would never know how to stage. I saw you shoot. I was so amazed the way you staged the oh. fights. It's crazy. Uh, I think it's very nice. Uh, I, I I appreciate all that because I, I see your work and I'm just like, well, I just see your set. 
And I, when I first walked into your studio, I was like, God, there's so much going on that I would not be able to keep control of. But you seem to have it. Well, down I to think like... I think girls that work with me would know I don't always have. Uh, <laughs> I'm so disorganized. Well, I, I, I wing. I wing. Like now, I, not as much now because I'm doing more all customs now. But when I didn't do customs, oh, I just would come in and just oh, when the girl would show up, oh, let's do this. Mm -hmm. and, and I did that quite a bit, and then now I can't do that, obviously, because I have You're a, doing a script, and I like what you guys do most of the time. I have like I have to, I have to, I have to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the fan. I mean, it's 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 weird. Yeah, there's some days where I'll do four or five customs in a row, and then there's some days where I'll have one script, and then I have to kind of wing it. And be like, okay, well, you're here and you're here, and this girl's on the way. Well, why don't we do this three-person shoot? Well, where this person does this, and you have to kind of make it up as you go. But that's that's a good trait to have, I think, to be able to like improvise. Um, I've seen girls that do shoots, and then they're like, oh, well, that's our custom. And there's like three beautiful girls in the room. They're like, let's go home. And I'm like, wait, no, the, you guys can shoot something else. Like, why don't you do this or that? So yeah, but that's completely unrelated to the topic. But no, it's, it's you know sometimes <clears throat> your best shoots are your worst. I mean, your best videos are from your worst shoots. I had one shoot where I had I think it was Remy and Danielle um, Trixie. Oh nice! And they came and we all, for some reason all three of us had like bowel issues. Like, <laughs> like, we were all, like, I have to go to the bathroom now. I have to go oh. to the bathroom now. And I, I think we spent, like, four hours and we shot, I, I think we might have shot 30 minutes. And, and, we, 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 and we were just, and everybody, if somebody wasn't farting up the place, they were just you know, taking a shit. And, 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 the, and I'm like, when I left that day, I'm like, wow, I don't think we really got anything today. So then later on, I edited it. I'm like, well, this is some good stuff. The stuff in between all that. Not when that was happening, but when we did actually shoot. And, oh. I, and I put the video together, and it was it sold like crazy. I made lots of money that on that really bad day. So well, you never know. You never know how it's going to work Now out. expect sales to plummet after that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. Now, <laughs> now, now everybody's going to say, I want my money back for that video. Yeah, I didn't man, know that I didn't, happened. That now time. I just smell farts whenever I play it. It's... <laughs> <laughs> It's so dirty watching oh, this. This is a <laughs> shitty video, it turns out. No, uh, it well, could open up a whole new business for me now, you know. <laughs> well, Remy, uh, we love you, and uh, we love Danielle Tricky too. So if you guys are listening, um, you know, sorry, good job. <laughs> no, no, more power to you. I've, I've had uh, uh, that's actually a good okay, so that's uh, coming up with amazing stuff, even though you've had a bad shoot, is, is a really good topic. But like, I've, I've had <laughs> that, I'm not gonna get into that topic. <laughs> I do remember. No, this is just I an mean, aside. This is just an aside because we're we're free balling at this okay. point. But we had a girl. We had a scene, and Carrie Spectrum was in it. Um, and uh, I'm not going to name the other girls just because I think. Well, actually, no. One girl, uh, Shan, was the other girl, and then there was another girl who will remain nameless. But we were doing a scene where they're uh, Shan is Supergirl, the other girl is Wonder Woman, and they're tied like back to back. They have their hands tied behind each other. And Carrie helped me do the tie, I think, and she really did a good job and make sure that their waists were tied together. I'd never done any bondage. And neither had she. We were just like, let's make it look really tight. And uh, <laughs> the girl who played one woman just was not having a good day, stomach-wise, and just let one rip. And it was horrifying. And we ran out of the room like, what? Because it was my bedroom. And then we look back and I'm hearing screaming and it's Shan and she's tied to the girl like, I'm tied to me! I'm still tied to her! Like she's trying to get out. Oh, uh, and the other girl's just like mortified and I was just, we were laughing so hard on the door and that's, we didn't walk in any further but we were laughing from the door like, we're sorry. It was like a war movie. Like, like, oh, leave no man behind but you know what? <laughs> sorry, it's too late. But, um, but moving on, so um, how long have you and Jacqueline 
been working with each other, collaborating. Like, 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 like Jackie said, uh, like what, um, ten, ten years. years almost. Yeah, now, Jack, it had to be. It, it, it had to be almost ten years. Now um, he it's just not ten years. So I'm, I'm trying to think of it. I don't even remember the uh, the first time I shot with you, but it was before I had my studio. Yeah, it was. It was and here. so it was. It was, and it was way before that. Mm-hmm. So I think it was either. Well, it was before I went to my first FetCon, and I went to my first FetCon in two thousand and seven. So oh. it had to be two thousand and six or two thousand and five. Oh my god! Yeah. So we've reached ten years. Nope. Congratulations, guys! Oh my god! <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, well, how would you say? Uh, you know, because uh, Gary just described his work ethic, but I know that when you, I've seen you work with him. And it seems like Gary's uh, one of those producers, and if I'm if I'm wrong, tell me. But you seem to be very receptive to the the model's input, which is a really good thing, I think, in my opinion. Oh, completely. And there's yeah. some producers who just don't do that. They're just like, no, I'm telling you what to do. You know, this is you know any idea that's not mine is not worth it's, shit. It's it's uh, my theor- my philosophy, and it's, it's changed a little bit because now I do all custom. So I'll explain that after. But before, for the last twenty years, before about six months ago, when I went to all customs, anyway, my philosophy was I want the girl to to know. But remember, I said before at the beginning I would do scripts and and movies mm-hmm. that I so we all had lines. But then when I got away from that. I realize the videos will be better if the girls just do their thing. Doesn't work with every girl. Sometimes you gotta, but but somebody like Jacqueline, oh my God, it's you just tell her here's a scenario and you just sit back and the girl does it. And that makes every video, even if you you shoot the same exact thing every time with different mm-hmm. girls, it'll the videos will be different because each girl has her own take on it. Well, she yeah. Well, I mean, Jacqueline is is I think a phenomenal actress, uh, and I mean I'm, I mean it sounds like I'm biased, but really you know I was a fan before uh, we got engaged. But you, Jacqueline, just has this ability to just improv. Do you That's, ever do I you mean, have like in your in when, with 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 you do? I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to ask. No, no. Actually, I like okay. the I like okay. the idea with, of us asking each other questions. Because so. something that that we have a lot is guys that I don't do this because I'm too busy making videos. But there are a lot of fans that will contact girls and they'll say, well, what would you do if? Mm-hmm. It always starts that way, and then they'll give them whatever the thing that they want them to do. And they they, they, they want this to hear what the girl would do in that scenario. Yeah. They don't have in their head exactly what the girl would do. They want to know what she would do if she found mm-hmm. a little shrunken guy under, you know, on, on the floor or something like that. So, like, I mean, maybe you have that. Like, what would you do if you... There's there's a degree of that. Um, some of it is genuine. Like, some of it, I think Jacqueline's got a good bullshit radar when it comes to that. Like, she'll just be like, oh, this guy, you know, genuinely wants to know how I feel about this. Other fans, it's more like they want free lip service. They want it. They want. They yeah. They're 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 fishing for some free like. Um, and they promise like play. I'm going to order a custom, but please. They want or, some free role play. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. But but, but it, 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 it's the reason why I ask that is because that is kind of why I I do that. I, I like to do it that way because I think most of the fans. <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> I think most of the fans want to want to know. What each like what each different girl would do. They don't want the same dialogue. Yeah. They don't want like oh I want now most not all some do want specific dialogue but most of them want to know what what each girl would do. 
they're hoping they probably hope to go in a certain direction. I'm not yeah. saying they, they they don't hope the girls oh I better call the police and take you. No, they want <laughs> they still want her to go in a little in a certain direction, but they want to know what, what some of them would be more evil, some of them might be more nice, some of them would be more erotic and do really fucked up things with the little people. But that's <laughs> some of them will torture them with, with knives and shit. That's actually that's actually cool though, because your your particular fetish is conducive to that kind of questioning. Like my my stuff is always going to be you're trying to win in this fight you know in this in this battle you know so if they ask a girl like like they wouldn't ask Jacqueline like oh what would be your attitude towards wrestling Remy you know she would be like I would want to defeat her you know I don't want to lose to her that's it it's as simple as the psychology gets um but then they can exactly. Yeah. But that, that's when it gets into that thing where they ask you like, "Well, once you have her trapped between your legs and her neck scissors, <laughs> what would you do? What would you say to her? How would you?" you know, that's when it becomes lip service. With your stuff, it's definitely more. It makes more sense for a guy to approach a, an actress and say, "Hey, how would you handle uh, finding a shrunken man?" Um, you know, or that that happens to be in your house. Would you be kind to him? Would you be evil? Like that makes sense to me totally. That somebody would ask that of a of a model. So that's an interesting kind of contrast because, yeah, I wouldn't see that as, as lip service. That's something that I guess if I was a fan of the giant test stuff, I might want to know that before ordering a custom. Whereas the wrestling stuff, there's a lot of guys that just want want to hear you know the girls say their their trigger words yeah. or whatever. So, um, but uh, the other question I was going to ask. Um, in terms of, because we're all producers here, so um, uh, do you have any particular, and no one has to name names obviously, but I think uh, something I was thinking about on the way here is like we all as producers have huge pet peeves, whether it comes to equipment or models or just sets or lights or just scripts. Is there anything that pops <coughs> up in your mind where you just go like, these are the things I really hate to deal with but um like in the whole business in general yeah yeah storing no. a sh like everything in, general? in the whole business in general yeah because there's no okay so, asks uh, our, well the biggest thing i hate is um i don't like when any any fans attack specific models mm -hmm. okay like i don't like when when anybody trashes a model i don't care how if she was really bad i don't care if she was the worst actress ever to be in a, in a fetish video I don't care mm -hmm. I don't like that it's very unprofessional and it's it's. I feel protective because I kind of butt them into especially somebody that doesn't usually isn't even in the industry I kind of feel like like I kind of got thank you for even t attempting to do this mm -hmm. you know um, I don't want that I don't and they'll say oh that girl is and they'll use really bad like really nasty word. like I can't I don't know what I'm not going to even say them in the podcast half the shit that they say because it's so I, 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 this can't, I can't imagine. I, I can if I could count how many times I want to beat the crap out of people. <laughs> it, it would be like we would. It would be here all day. Would it be, <laughs> but is this uh, this via email or social network? It's so you know. Well, of course, twenty years. So things change. Yeah, forums, BBSs. Mm -hmm. Now, now we're into like social media, Twitter, Facebook, and whatever the kids are using today. <laughs> um, to, just for the for the people listening, I'm 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 one year away from being fifty, so I'm a little bit I'm not the oldest person in the industry by far, but I'm definitely not the youngest. You kids in your geo cities. You kids in your geo cities <laughs> and your free yellows. Um, and, I, my, my, and I keep hitting my GeoCity site and it doesn't work. Oh man. No no, so that's a good one. Um Jacqueline, anything that But we'll we'll go on real quick, going back to what you said. I, that's a really valid point, and I've had I have people who do reviews of my videos at, sometimes, and I always ask, they always, can I review your video? And I said yes, but just please, 
be respectful of the people involved. Like, if you didn't like someone's performance, that's fine. Say it nicely. That, yeah, exactly. Oh, don't criticism's okay. Yeah, you're right. Exactly what you're saying. Fine, but yes. people are like, what the fuck is this girl? Look, you know, or like, this girl's got a weird this or this or like the way she said this. Yeah. Or they'll say something really horrifying. Stuff that, like you said, they I, can I, say, I don't even They can even say, she, oh, she's a really bad actress. She's really not good at that. When they start using words like... Yeah. Uh, like 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 whore slut trash. Oh yeah, no. You know, then uh, I'm on their shit. I'll be. Don't be hearing from it. Oh, I just uh, had a guy. You know, I, I just had a guy. He's on a wrestling forum and he posted a picture of some girl that had tons of tattoos and like uh, dyed hair, getting beat up by a bigger girl. And he's like, I just love it when trash like this gets defeated. And I just kind of wrote this thing. I'm like, hey man, I'm pretty sure this girl who you don't know wouldn't appreciate you. Who you you know you don't know her either. He shouldn't know yeah. you're calling her trash. And then he deleted the post and reposted it and said like, oh, I guess you know somebody who thought my last post was un PC. And I'm like, no, it's not about being PC. It's you're calling a stranger you never met this name. That's pretty offensive. Everybody says it's PC until they say something about you. And this was an email. And then your hurt yeah. feelings are hurt, and you're it's not PC anymore. It's like why they say that about me, and you're crying. Exactly. You know? But you're right. You're and we are as producers, we're very protective of our models, and a, a lot of them, as a lot of our fans know, um, are like family. I mean, we yeah, they'll come over and we'll shoot, but then we stick around. We have drinks. We go out to dinners. You know, I mean, it's it's not just come in and out and like see you. Here's your paycheck. It's we actually do it's this. Like eighty percent of the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even if even if we don't become great friends, like with a mom, I just feel like it's unprofessional. And I feel like for me, like I for me to be able to to get all these awesome girls to shoot with me, and and not only that, but other producers to work with me, it's it. I I need to to be able to not be. To not allow that shit to happen, to at least be able to, and I've had, I used to have big fights on the forums with people when they did the shit like that. I don't do that anymore because it's just, I usually will just block them or I'll ignore them nowadays because I'm just too busy yeah. to have big forum fights with people. But um, but I used to, I used to get really, <clears throat> I, I used to be like, what the f are you doing? Mm -hmm. like, oh. <laughs> oh, you can say fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot it's a podcast. So Jacqueline, what do you think? Uh, anything that? Because I mean, one of the things I like about this this, this podcast is uh, here you go, sir. Uh, one of the things That's, I like about my next question is, is where's the wine? wine? <laughs> There's always more. Oh, wine. we'll take a we'll take a wine break. We'll, we'll do the whole, uh, we'll whole like like. Uh, oh, we're gonna need some more conversation about that. Uh, so anything that pops in your head? Because um, I do like this this podcast to be us questioning each other as opposed to just somebody firing questions at Gary the whole time. Because. Um, so yeah, like, what the I, fuck? I am 100% in agreement with what you said about being defensive of your girls and when fans can get really, really mean about it because they turn into like, you know, they're hiding behind a computer and they know that like, you know, nobody's going to really ever know their identity and, and mm -hmm. they're so judgmental sometimes, I guess because like there's, you know, they're spending their money on something that is very particular to them and it what when it doesn't feed their, like, whatever Particular fantasy fetish, they have, yeah. and yeah. they get angry at you, and it's like, no, Oh, my like, God. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, like, it's funny that we do so such different stuff, but we have, like, so many things. Same that <laughs> problems. Yeah. Same problems. And uh, I, I, even, I even had one customer who bought a video, and, like, so I shot with this girl for, I'm not going to say any names, I shot with her. Um, it was my first and only time. I thought she did a great job. She looked great. Her acting was stellar. You know, she, she did really well for me sales-wise. And I had one customer say to me, 
like, I want my money back for that video. Like, I just watched it, and I didn't like her. But I'm thinking to myself, like, first of all, you already, like, paid and bought and watched the video. So, no. Like, it's not a tangible item. You can't give me that video back. Like, I can't refund your money. That's not happening. That makes no sense. Um, and two, like, nobody else said a problem about her. Like, they didn't have mm -hmm. the same complaints that you did. Like, and you knew what she looked like. I think that, you know, when I put up collages of, of the video I'm selling, I show very, like, clear images of what the girl looks like. So you, they and know you, what they're getting. And you write a, you write a description that, that covers exactly what happened. Oh, everything. All the, all the hooks are in there. Like, they know exactly what they're getting, but well, like, that's like, he didn't like the girl. I go, like, look, if you go see, like, I don't know, Mamma Mia in a theater, and then you're like, uh, you know, Meryl Streep wasn't as good as she usually is, and I get my nine bucks back. It's like, fuck you, no. no. That's not how this works. Like, you paid <laughs> to see the movie, you I, saw the movie. I, I, and you guys are, have more experience with this than me. In fact, I, I almost pretty much, to be honest, I had a really good business model for many years. I was doing really well. But I actually haven't, wasn't doing so great, like, last year. Mm -hmm. And I changed how I do business. Now things are better. But I kind of copied you guys. I do customs now. So I kind of like, well, they're yes. still doing okay. One so let me, let me put a custom site, <laughs> custom site up. And it's been doing super well. Thank awesome. you. All the customers who are already in customs, I thank you very much. But um, but anyway, well, the reason why I brought that up is because, um, because um, when you talk about refunds and that kind of thing, it's kind of new to me. Mm -hmm. In fact, my pricing, I started out, my pricing was too low, you know, and I started because of, I didn't. I, have, I never thought about how many hours it takes because I just did everything. Yeah. So now, anyway, I, I did have one problem. I'm not gonna again, no names or anything. I'm not gonna. Get, I'm not even get too much into the detail. But I, and and I actually agreed with the customer that we both. It wasn't the girl's fault. It was mine and the girl's. I was really at a stomach virus and I was dying that day. Probably shouldn't have been shooting. Mm -hmm. But I, the the guy was really wanting it. Kept asking me about it, and I'm like, you know, um, I go let's let's um let's still shoot it. And 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 um, the, her performance wasn't a good, but not because because mostly I I really take most of the blame because it's partly my job to say oh wait can you amp that up a little bit or can you do this and that so so when the customer and I, a lot of the people who bought the video liked it so like when I sold it most of the people who bought the video did like it so I didn't have any complaints there but the customers like you know I didn't like it that so much and I go all right. I'll reshoot it for you with and and, 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 and he, it, he wasn't really interested in reshooting it with the same girl, so I'm like I'll reshoot it with somebody else. Yeah. And and then he um, just started really bashing the girl, like like. Oh no. So I so I, I I I said, you know what, dude, I'm done. You know, like I, you can't do that. I was bashing like, the, I, bashing the first girl, or the second girl, the first girl. Okay. I didn't do the shoot with the second girl yet. Okay. So so he's bashing the first girl, and I go. You know, that's not a good idea. And I, I don't think the guy's a bad guy or anything, but I just think that he maybe didn't really think it through. Like, before he, he felt like he, he felt like he was ripped off or something. So I, I get it. But I, I said, so then, you know, uh, and that, so, and you got to remember, my videos aren't videos we shoot and we just put out. It was 12 hours of effects work I did mm. on this video. Yeah. I gave it to the guy. Yeah. So I, so then the guy, and, and I, so I wound up giving him a partial refund. I gave him like 70% of the money back. But I said, I, I delivered you a video, mm -hmm. and in good faith, I even agree with you that maybe it wasn't the best, like, like acting. So I was willing to reshoot it for you. But then he decided, one, he got into a fight with the girl. So what? then he came back to me and said, I want, <laughs> I want to have a, ref of total, a, a refund. And I, well, he didn't say he wanted a refund. I take that back. He, he, he kind of did like, um, 
Like, oh, I guess I'm out five hundred dollars. Oh, I shouldn't have said the amount. <laughs> I, guess I guess I'm out. We'll Cut that to, out. We'll have to beat that out. Cut that out, please. Um, I don't like to. I don't like to talk about the amount. Oh, that's no, fine. I no, guess I'll, I'm I'll, out this amount of money. We'll bleep it out. And thank you very much. I guess I'm. I guess I'm out this amount of money. And um, and and I and I'm like, well, I'm not going to keep all your money. You know, because things didn't go well. It wasn't all his fault. You know, yeah. we were to blame, partly to blame. But, but I, at the same time, I delivered him a product, and then I offered to correct whatever situation. So I didn't feel like he should get the whole thing. So I gave partial. Yeah. So I think I did the right thing, but I'm still learning. You know, I'm still, like I say, you guys have been doing this a long time. I'm still learning about it. I've, I've had moments like that. We had a, a guy who was huge in ordering boxing customs for me, and we had done like six of them uh, on the mats. That's oh, oh, okay. On the mats. And um, he was happy with all of them, and he was really, and I can use names here because they, they, they won't mind me okay. talking about it. We had one girl named Trinisha. Uh, Bakers was her last name. She's a pro wrestler, tall Amazonian, <clears throat> black girl, gorgeous girl, uh, great, great worker in the ring. And then Fantasy, who's just legendary. She's amazing. And this guy wanted an in-ring boxing match between these two pro wrestlers. And I was like, that's a great idea. I'll shoot it. We went out to the ring, shot three or four videos. That was our last one of the day. And I shot it. And I got home and was editing it. And I was like, oh, I really don't have to throw in a whole lot of sound effects because they were doing punching, but they were doing kind of that pro wrestling style punch where you kind of throw a punch but you stomp at the same time and it causes that sound in the canvas to, to kind of shake so it, it, it looked great because my camera was in the right spot so when a girl got hit it was like boom rocking her and you can hear that bam like the girl slamming her foot down it looked great and uh, I sent it to the guy really happy about it and he wrote me back and he was just, just livid he was just like this is not what I asked for I wanted a boxing match <laughs> instead I got 30 minutes of just pro style punches oh, to the yeah. face and I was like you know what? You're absolutely right. But I'm such a pro style fan that I didn't see anything wrong with it. I was like, oh yeah, this looks great. This is fantastic. I remember like it's the way The Rock throws punches at someone's face. And so I, I said, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to still release this because I think it's fantastic. But I understand how it's not feeding into your particular fantasy of this is a boxing match. You have to have this particular form and stance, blah, blah, blah. So I re-shot it for him. I didn't charge him anything. Um, and, uh, I mean, I made a shorter clip. It was like, instead of like 20 minutes, I made like 10. Yeah. Uh, and I put two girls in there that he, he picked and I shot it exactly as he liked it on the mats. He was okay with it, but I released the one that he hated and it fucking sold <laughs> like crazy. Mm -hmm. It yeah. went through the roof and I was like, are you sure you like this? I and think like, that was my fear. And I think that's mm. what, that's good that you're talking about this because when I said that, I didn't do that. That like I never did customs over the years. I did, but I only do like three or four a year mm -hmm. every once in a while. And I, I wouldn't charge a lot for them because I was shooting anyway. So I, I always, I, I didn't like doing customs. I always feared like people wouldn't like it. Like, oh my, I would do like, because they want their exact thing and, and I'm not, the most organized person and the most detailed person. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But I'll tell you something. Since I've been doing it, I've, I've actually, since August, I've delivered 75 customs. Jeez. And a lot of them are, are need a lot of editing. When I do, I don't know if, if your viewers understand this, but Giantus Effects customs use a lot of effects. And a lot of them can have 20 hours of effects work or five. So not all of them. Some of them are just simple POV videos yeah. and that kind of thing. But anyway, I've had all good good reviews. I have a few people that just never got, never gave me a review at all, mm -hmm. and I've had and I've but I've had all good reviews. I have no problems. I had one other guy who I reshot for, but it was be, I offered to reshoot it because of the camera was super shaky. I'm like, dude, I, I don't even before he even complained about it. I, I said, and he didn't complain about it, but I said, <laughs> I said, dude, Mike, I, I think I had too much coffee that day or something, but I <laughs> I reshot it for him, and it was yeah, a simple POV really one. But anyway, yeah. I I had pretty good success on it, but I knew eventually. 
it was gonna like my story earlier was gonna happen, and I and I dreaded it. And that's probably the reason why I didn't get into customs earlier because I always dreaded that because I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm 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 not the most um, secure person all the time. So I, like I don't always take criticism well. So so I'm like, oh no, somebody's not gonna like it. Any you know, so that so I think I I handle it well when it happens, but I. I, I I don't like it. <laughs> I I mean I I'm the same way. There's I think it's people who get under your skin to a degree. Yeah. Um, I know Jacqueline has at least one or two people that that she oh, tells you about. Uh, it. I mean if I, you don't want to talk about it, I that's was just fine. thinking about them actually before you even mentioned that. So I'll let Jacqueline talk about because there's a there's yeah start off with that because then I'll. Yeah, go ahead. Well, uh, <laughs> Santiago's getting more wine, and Jackie was telling the next. Uh... You're showing them behind the curtain, Gary. <laughs> well, BTS right there. Well, one thing I wanted to talk about, uh, another one of my pet peeves is, um, so when you do a custom for somebody, and you know you're going through the whole like list of emails, talking back and forth with the with the customer about every every detail and making their fantasy come to life. And so this like turns into your your baby. And I kind of hate it when after I shoot something and I feel great about it and I think that the product turned out great when they don't respond to me at all. And so then that's when I start getting paranoid. I'm like, "Oh my god, they hated it." Like they're never gonna. Oh my god! I do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I've never been on a podcast, but I've listened to a lot of them. And when, when Jacqueline was just saying that, I'm looking at her, shaking my head. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to say something because it's a podcast. Because <laughs> there's no video here. <laughs> yeah. So, so what'll happen is I will be the one like groveling to the customer, like, just want to know what you thought about the custom. I hope it was okay. And like, you know, nine times out of ten, they'll usually be like, you know, oh, I'm sorry, like it was great and I was just busy. But like, you know, that whole moment before that, I'm like biting my nails like, oh my God, they hated, they hated the custom. Like they're never going to buy from me ever again. They're going to like go on message boards and tell all their, their friends who are under the fetish that never to buy from me again. Like I just have all of these irrational thoughts. Mm-hmm. So... So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a good thing to get feedback. Like even if it's you know negative, as as a, a person reviewing something, you can be nice about it. Like you know, have some fucking manners, <laughs> um, and you know, give good criticism because that helps us as a producer. Exactly. And yeah, I'm okay with that. Like if something negative happened in in the custom and you didn't see what you wanted to see, like you know, you need to tell us because it's gonna it's gonna shape the way that we you know, future productions. I think, and, I, and there are, like I said, there's, uh, you've mentioned in the past that there's a couple of, of fans' inputs that you you take to heart a bit more than others because I, I think you feel like they're really into this particular part of the fetish. I have one guy who, no names, but I mean, he every time he reviews one of my videos and he gives it like a less than stellar review, I feel like, like a little hurt. I'm just like, oh, oh damn it, what did I do wrong, you know? But it's just that one or two fans. Right there with you. <laughs> it's those one or two fans that, that you really care about what they, you know, what, what they think, and you're kind of, afterwards, I'm like, why do I care? Like, you know, these videos are still selling well for me, but, like, there's just a few people who are, like, really well-spoken, and... Mm-hmm. They and criti- you, you respect their opinions, right? Like, because, because they criticize very effectively. Yeah. It's, I think, people I, who I make ho- Hollywood movies who, like, back when Roger Ebert was still kicking it, 
I think it was one of those things where like people would release a movie and they'd be like, so what, what did Ebert think of what, what I did or what did, you know, whatever other famous, yeah. uh, you know, reviewers were out. Like you were, there's those few people that you really do go like, Hey, what did you think? And, um, and it's weird because you never met them. You know, they're just fans, but there's some that you go like, ah, fuck, you didn't like it as much as, as I thought you would. Oh, well, that sucks. But then you snap out of it and you're like, you know what? I, fuck you. Yeah. And you get mad. And <laughs> I have, I have like, I have a core group of fans that are like, they email me and they're like, we love, you do so great. And I, you know, I want to get a custom with you. Or even if they don't, can't afford a custom, they just tell me that. But then I do have people that don't like me. And, and some of the, it's not, and, and, and it's, I, when they really hate me, I don't understand it. But I understand when they don't like my stuff because yeah, some, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> well, sometimes, but I, to, to be fair to them, there is a group of Giants fans that are more cinematic, I'm going to say, that use the word cinematic, where they, they grew up with what we were talking about earlier, with, like watching movies and things where they had to fast forward through. Well, they really, they, they want all of that stuff. They want, like, the, 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 the thing that's super storyboarded. They want the, they want, they basically want me to go to film school. They want a, they want, <laughs> to be they honest. want a massive plot line. Yeah, they want I'm not, and I was never, uh, when, you know, I think I try to explain because a lot of these, there's a lot of new producers coming out. And they have much more cinemagraphic stuff come, you know, with mm -hmm. their because these days when you're when you come out of high school, you can go to film school, mm -hmm. you can take digital arts, you can take 3D arts, and so there's a lot of young people, and I, I love it because I look at their stuff, it's amazing. There's a couple. Yeah, they're gonna outdo us. There's, there's this no. one guy that does 3D stuff in Giant of Giantus, um, and if any of the Giantus fans will listen to it, um, I'm, I'm not gonna say what it is, but he has a big W at the beginning of his videos. Mm -hmm. That guy, I don't even know if he likes me, but I'll tell you something. I like his. He only yeah. did, did like two. Really good, like, and just some little ones too. But he did one Giants video. It's probably the best Giants video I've ever seen. Wow. It's not live action. So that would be, so that would, a lot of fans probably might not be as excited it about it. CGI it's or? CGI. It's like, it's like 3D. Wow. Oh my God. It's amazing. And, and I can never do that. watching that after this podcast. I can never, oh my God. I can, I can never. In the middle of the sushi restaurant. So the guy obviously, he, I don't know if he went to film school or whatever he did, or, but he definitely has a lot of experience. And I and I was just amazed by it, and I'm like, wow! I wish I was, I came, I was born a little later, so you could so learn I, because this I stuff. know I, I would have went right to film school. We didn't, ha I didn't have that opportunity when I back in 1986. I didn't have like nobody even my my kindness counselor didn't tell me you should go. To did film you school. did you do what I did? <laughs> did you did you do what I did? Where like it was like editing from from VHS to VHS. Kind of thing like you had your master tape and then oh yeah like, oh man oh yeah I had, like, uh. I had oh my god I, 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 if you want to get if you want to get nerdy my favorite VCR back then was the SLVR one thousand oh, Sony wow. SLVR one thousand it's the and anybody who's into who knows video yeah one of my video, best friends that was his go to anybody who did video in the nineties will love that there's a Panasonic kind of equivalent to that I forget the the, the model name but there is a Panasonic equivalent to that but the, the big thing. I'm gonna get a little nerdy for a second. I won't do it for too long. I'll I'll revert back. But the big thing with with the, when you pay a little more for VCR, you can pay thousands. But we didn't have that money. But mm -hmm. when you pay a little, like instead of two hundred, you pay eight hundred dollars for VCR. The big thing the big thing was when when you would pause and you would go to the next thing that it would be seamless. Mm -hmm. But if you didn't have expensive VCRs, you would you would do that. And I'm talking about Super VHS because that's higher quality, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's got the word super in it. It's got super in it. No, it actually is, at the time, it was better. Now you laugh at it because it's like 1080p, 4K. But yeah. anyway, you you would pause the video and then you would 
put the next thing, you would do the next, you would, you would record the next thing onto it, and then the cuts would, would look like cuts. Mm -hmm. Where if you had two, like, consumer regular price VCRs, there would always be a little weird thing in between. Like, if you pause the video and then you put the next thing on, there would be, like, this little skewing, or I don't know what it was, but... It's the thing it, that we look at now and we think nostalgically bad. I think it was, they called it flying erase head, mm -hmm. was the big thing. It was like this, this thing that would, that would, um, that would, I don't know. I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> but my point is, that was my go-to VCR. I remember, I, I remember buying it. I took it home. I'm like, oh my god! And it was, it looks, it, even now, if I posted a picture about it, it just looks really awesome. And somebody, I think somebody posted it a couple months ago on Facebook. I'm like, I love that VCR. <laughs> but, but of course, I got rid of it. You know, once I got into digital, obviously. Oh my god! No. I was at, you know, I was at. I'm gonna get nerdy for more second. I was, <laughs> I was, I used when I said earlier, I used to go to conventions yep. for video and stuff. I went to the first convention in New York. That had the first DV digital video. Sony had the SLVR. Uh, no, I'm sorry, the HVX 1000 camcorder, which was the first DV camcorder. Be, you know, because you you still use DV tape. Well, I used to. You use HDV. I used use to. I used to. I actually I retired my XHA. You retired that big Canon yeah, camera. Yeah, that fucking that, huge. That camera's awesome. It's an amazing but, uh, camera. It's got some of the best uh, glass I've ever used. But oh, like, it's, it's just. It started ruining the tapes, and I was just like, yeah. I can't do this. I did two reshoots, and I was like, Jacqueline goes like, Yeah, we need to retire. Nineteen ninety four. I was in New York City, and I saw the first one. I'm like, Wow, everything's going to change now yeah. because we're gonna, I'm going to be able to do all this digital effects and everything. And you know, now we don't even use tapes anymore. But nope. for for a few, you know, for many years, for a while, tapes, yeah. yeah. But now there's uh, so um, I'm I won't get too much. I think the podcast is going to get unfun if I get too nerdy. But <laughs> you guys know how I am with equipment. No, 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 no. And I'm sure there's fans yeah. out there who are going to listen to this, and they're going to be um, looking back at all of the model numbers and stuff. Because yeah, there's some stuff back then that, like I said, people don't realize that. But we, you know, people now can. I mean, anybody can go on to clips for sale or something like that, or. Or whatever, and they can build their own store, and someone else can host it for them, and they can just get a little shitty handy cam, even though it's still digital video. Um, you can. People are using their iPhones. They're using their videos. iPhones. Yeah, we've we've known some models that just use their phones. They buy lenses for them. I mean, you can buy lenses for your phone, which is crazy. It's awesome, mm -hmm. um, and you can just shoot your own stuff and, and put it up, and then within like you know a couple hours, you're making money. Uh, back in back in my day, um, <laughs> you know, especially Gary's a little older than I am, so Gary remembers having to do. I did VA. VHS, where it was like VHS, yeah. and you'd have to make tons of copies of I the I think tapes. we both, even though I'm a little older, I think we both started with not VHS. Too far. Yeah. I think we both started the, our businesses around the same. You might have started a couple years after me, but I think we both started a business. I started like 95. You probably started like years 90. Later. I mean, my first fan site came up in 98. Yeah. So, so it wasn't, wasn't I, don't, I think tech, as far as like equipment and stuff, we're both in the same kind of position. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But like, so here's my question to you guys is how do you think. Um, and I'll answer this after you guys do it. Um, but like, obviously the next big wave is virtual reality. That's what everybody's been talking about. And we yeah. have one, one of my, uh, one of our, oh, I, I can talk about that. In yeah. And one of our <laughs> friends, uh, like Ella, Ella Darling who's an amazing model. She was, uh -huh. she's been neck deep in it. Like she's been working on Well, Jason just put out a free Giantus video. On, yeah. On that's what So with, with Giantus that, stuff, it's gotta he uses, be. He uses the, the, um, it's the Thetis S I think it's called. Theta S if mm -hmm. I'm not mistaken. I'll tell you, I, it, the video was awesome. Let me, because mm -hmm. first, first of all, Jason is awesome. So let me not, like, yeah, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I, the only problem with, with right now, it's not a problem. I mean, you could get good 360 VR right now, mm -hmm. but it's very expensive. Yeah. So if you buy a three, $400 camera right now, the, the, the problem is if you get like a 1080p camera, it's, it, it has to be, that 1080p has to be spread through the whole 
360. Yeah. So it becomes like like a sub VHS, almost like VHS quality or DV, DVD quality. I, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. So I'm waiting for, there's a Minolta's coming out with a camera. Um, uh, oh my God. Ooh, the Minolta. Minolta. Yeah, they're coming out. Um, I've had a look, back if, I, if, I, if I wasn't on my fourth glass of wine, I could tell you exactly the name of the camera. But anyway, I'm going to bleep out the amount of wine that he's had. It's, it's, it's a sub $1,000 camera that's affordable, but all, but it does 4K, and, and, and it's, I, it's my favorite camera, I think, because it didn't come out yet. It's got to get reviewed. So once, it, I have to, once the reviews come out, if the reviews are good, that's the camera I'm getting, and that's when I'm going to start doing 360 VR, because there's 360... Ooh, what a wine's going on. <laughs> 360 VR for Giants fans is a big deal. Because there's a couple of videos that some people put up on the forums where like the little you're at, it's almost like the camera's on the table yeah. and all the girls are messing with it. And I'm like, wow. I you know, I'm like, I to me I mean, I don't know how you how you actually jerk off to that because you get the helmet on and you're like you're like standing up and you're like trying like how do you do that? I don't know. But they will find a way. <laughs> like, they will always find a way. Do you stay in a swivel chair and swivel your chair because like, I'm like I always think of like that Jeff Goldblum character in Jurassic Park where he's like life finds a way. Yeah. You know, like, like, <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Like, you will find, like, yeah, the jerking off is, is uh, I mean, you'll find a way. Like, how does it it'll, even happen? It'll happen. Well, well you have to, anyway. But, <laughs> with, yeah, so we were thinking, we were talking about it yesterday, actually. Uh, uh, who were we talking to about it? Like, was it, uh, we were talking about, like, you know, how would we incorporate VR to what Jacqueline does and what I do. Uh, who's talking to Levi? Oh, uh, to Levi, yeah. There's some technical yeah. issues, and I'll yeah, like. But like in terms of like what I do, like I can't have 360 VR unless well, I. Well, most of us can't because of lighting and audio and. Exactly, you know. but if you have the th- if you have the thing where like wherever the person's filming, maybe that makes sense. But like it's weird. I think it... for my stuff, it would be possible. Like for some of the point of view stuff that I shoot, where I'm just like playing like the, the one-handed creeper as I like to call it <laughs> yeah um, you know maybe the possibility of like just having like kind of a GoPro system and just like having both hands and like I don't know if that would be an option I mean but, it's, it's it, the thing is like even Hollywood has not figured out how to make it cinematic yeah like how to make it like how do how do we do this where you can sit down and watch a VR movie and have it be like a, you know what I mean? Have yeah. it be like a story and everything. And meanwhile, you're looking at like, yeah. oh, that's a nice stereo, you know, like. There's there's a couple, there's one camera out, I, I, oh God, I forget the name of it. Again, wine, or I would tell you the name. Mm. But it's, it's, I think it's Osmo or something, I don't know the name of the camera. Anyway, it's, it's a big ball that looks like something that's going to kill you. Because it has like, <laughs> and all these different, but it's $40,000. And I know, and, and it's funny because I listen to a lot of, since we're on a podcast, I listen to a lot of tech podcasts. I mean, one of the tech podcasts they use they're they're using this camera because because they're so into tech. So they're like the one of the guys is, is it's a video podcast where a video meaning not a video podcast meaning a guy that is discussing produces video. Tech. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so they have this camera. It's like forty thousand dollars, and they and they and, and everything sounds good. And I'm like wow. And then they're like, oh yeah, we shot ten minutes of VR. It's still renderings from three days ago. Oh. Like, because there's like sixteen cameras in the damn thing, and they're all four, probably more than four K each, and they all have to be like. Not only do they have to be rendered, they have to, they, the the computer has to figure out how we put all these cameras together. And oh my God. but but the camera itself, as far as shooting with it, is easy because it's one big device. 
and it does it also does audio 360 and video and it's amazing so all that trickles down so one day we will have like the $500 version of that and that's will be crazy but we have to figure it out we have to figure out lighting yeah so unless the cameras are just so good that they can handle like regular lighting like they need they all need to be like f stop of like one or two or else they're not it's just not going to work yeah. you know um i was it's true. Yeah. No, that I, I'm actually I'm dreading yet exhilarated at the idea of doing what we do in VR because, yeah. like, especially with guys who want to be there. Like, if, if a guy and, and maybe I will do some more femdom stuff because you know, as a lot of our fans know, my stuff is either fem fem or uh, with a male wins, and yeah. because that's just a niche that we we is it niche or niche, by the way, niche niche. Niche? Whatever. Anyway, so that's one of the things I carved out was like the guy wins. And so if a guy wants to be in that position of like, oh my God, I, I, I'm the dude who's wrestling so-and-so, but now it's more immersive, that'd be awesome. Or like even our POV stuff with the sneak attack where you sneak attack some girl in a cute outfit and she's a sentry guard and you take her out and move on to the next one. That would be great with full 360, but it's, it's, I can't. I think we have a ways to go. Before, I can't wrap my head around before, it yet. Before everybody is even on board, like it's, it's kind of getting to the point where people are shooting in like higher definition, like 4K and all that. And like, we yeah, are, we're still moving we towards 4K. We're so not there yet. Like, so there's still a lot of leaps and bounds I think technology has to go to. Well, here's what's going to happen, guys. Uh, we are just now, I think, warming up. Um, and, I know. Uh, I want to talk more, but. So, here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're actually. Um, I don't know. You don't need to know this, but uh, we're this actually. This is fun. <laughs> we're actually going to go have some dinner. And then, if uh, with, with Jacqueline's uh, uh, permission. I'd like to come back after dinner and do at least another 30, 45 minutes. I'll I think, think about it. Because <laughs> I really do think that we have a lot more to yeah. talk about. I think cutting it here would leave you guys uh, feeling, you know, like, what the fuck? What the, there's so much more to talk about. But the only thing I'm warning about is by the time we get back, I'm going to be way more drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's going to keep them Definitely. listening. Yeah, that's Sushi really... and wine and, and yeah, whatever yeah. else I drink there, sake. So, I'll, uh, being the uh, uh, interviewer, I'm going to try to back off from that a bit. Try is the, uh, the word. Um, but uh, for now, we will be right back. Um, and, uh, yeah. Maybe. We'll, uh, we'll, yeah, we'll be back. And Wait, you know, worst thing ever, we'll sit in a car and drink wine. And like <laughs> <laughs> See you guys in about right. 0.5 seconds. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, we uh, it's actually almost three hours later. Uh, wait, yeah, eight eight fifteen is when we we cut, um, and we are back well, after full of sushi and alcohol. Now. Yes, yes. So this is. <laughs> and like it, we don't know to stop, so there's more wine being poured. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we um, we did went out and had a, an amazing dinner, and um, and we're sitting here with uh, once again with Gary Pranzo, Jacqueline Velvets, and Gary's lovely wife uh, sitting behind me. Maria's joining us this time. I'm just hiding. She's just hiding. <laughs> but uh, we figured we were going so good earlier, we didn't really want to stop the momentum, so we're gonna you know keep it going. And um, I think the last thing we discussed. Uh, what was the last thing we discussed, actually? That was like three hours ago. That was a long time ago. We were, we were kind of nerding out on a, about equipment mm. and stuff. Equipment, yeah. And, I, and I, I, I spent the whole dinner saying we shouldn't do that when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no more tech questions. All right, yeah. Uh, so we were talking about pet peeves. Pet peeves. In the industry. Yes, you're, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and actually, I was going to pick up there because uh, I think Jacqueline had, had expressed her pet peeves. Um, uh, what were yours, Kennedy? That was the... Um, we're talking about people talking so, smack about yeah, models. Talking, talking negative smack about 
models uh, publicly and um, disrespecting them. And also one of my other pet peeves was when you do a custom and nobody, you know, like a customer like will talk and talk and talk to you about the custom and then like when you send it right. out, like you don't hear anything right. from them. And so yeah. you're left to wonder like, you know, did they hate me? Like, are they going on all these forums saying all these bad things about me? And yeah. And then it just, you know, it's just, I do, I do get nothing. a lot of that where like it's fans who will be like, um, Hey man, are you shooting this week? Yeah, no, I mean, I think so. But if not, we'll shoot next week. Oh, you can make it this week. Well, you know, let me know when you're shooting. And then they go on and on and on. They keep kind of bugging you about it, which is fine. I mean, I, if I commission something, I kind of want to know what's going to happen. Uh, but finally, after like you know a month of like, hey man, are you doing it? Are you doing it? Are you doing it? I did it. Here it is. And then <laughs> silence. Yep. Radio silence. Yes. Oh my god. And I, I'm like, I, hey, did you like it? The same thing happens to me. And then, like, especially when they bugged you the whole time. When oh. They oh. And then they finally email you like a month later. Like, I liked it. I think I can say. I think. I think one of the reasons is I'm going to tell you. I think one of the reasons might be. I'm speculating. Is that maybe they they didn't hate it. But there might be something they didn't like, and they don't want you to feel bad. They don't want to tell you the one thing. I'm going to say this for me. I think it. I think it covers you guys too. Mm -hmm. If if you order custom, whether for me, Jacqueline, or Santiago, if there's one aspect you didn't like, tell us because we want to make it better. You know, don't be afraid. We're not going to be. If you if you if you say, oh that. Girl was a whore, slut, trash. Yeah, we're not gonna like that. We don't want you to do that. We don't want you to do that. That's been established. But, but if you say, Gary, you know the last video you made, I wish the, the you know that you had more more foot stomps on the camera, yeah. or you you know you you maybe my camera work was shaky, or maybe there was a scene missing. Tell me that so yeah. I know and the next time. Constructive criticism, constructive criticism is always welcome. welcome. Yes, like just as long as you talk to us as a professional adult and not just. Like, we're losers and we didn't give you what you wanted, so you're going to vomit all over us. I've done, That's all we want. It's just respect and professionalism. But and I, yeah, we, will, we will provide that, like, mm -hmm. ten times one of my One of my, like, just a rule of thumb is, is to go, like, okay, well, okay, I liked it, but uh, this was missing and this was missing. Or, or you know, I, I think this should have been amped up a bit more. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Thank you. I'm glad you liked it. At least you gave it a B plus. But between now and your next custom, I'll send you a couple of free clips. Like I'll I'll do the thing where I'm like, look, pick like one or two clips out of my site that you like or you want to see. I'll send them to you. And then between now and the next custom, hopefully that'll tide you over. And that makes them happy because the fans are like, oh my god, I'm getting free stuff. Uh, and I know now that he knows what I want to see for my next custom, so it makes a lot of sense. Um, but my big pet peeve. So I don't think I really gave one. Um, oh, we don't want to know what yours is. Yeah. <laughs> we don't care. Question. Yeah, next question, please. Damn it! <laughs> My big bad peeve is getting cut off in between uh, <laughs> statements. Um, no, but seriously, uh, it's. I think we were talking about this a minute ago, and Gary was cracking jokes about how we weren't going to talk about it. But, uh, but I'm going to talk about it, because okay. it's something that does bug me, and it's the idea of, you know, because I've had friends who watch what I do for a living, but they don't quite understand the depth of it. So when I complain about someone pirating, not pirating, but like stealing, not, God, I can't even say stealing, but taking my <laughs> material and then putting it up for free somewhere, whether yeah. it's like YouTube or like a torrent site... And um, and my friends are like, well, you know, I, I know you once illegally downloaded a, a copy of Daredevil. And I'm just like, well, I 
I still paid for it. Like when I when it came out on DVD, I still downloaded it. I bought it. I just you wanted went to, to see movies it. to see it. Uh, yeah, I went, to, I went to the theater to see it. You know, I, I gave that movie my money or whatever it was, the show. Multiple times, probably, um, and then told all of your I've, friends. I've pirated yeah. copies of, like, Star Wars, the re-edited version. But I paid for every version of Star Wars. I just, it was a I, I, Blu-ray, I that, DVD, yep. Laserdisc, VHS. I I not support a 60-millimeter version of Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> you're the last person. But I wish he still had. Yeah, you're the last person George Lucas could ever accuse of pirating. But, but yeah, but then when somebody did a re-edit of the prequels, I went and downloaded them. Uh, and I didn't feel bad because I owned every copy of them. It's There's a big difference. And there's a big difference between stealing an apple from Walmart and stealing an apple from yeah. a guy across the street trying to sell apples to, to, to keep... His, you know, his life going, and like this is what we do. This is that we we don't have day jobs, you know. Like this is we we dedicated our lives to this because we love it and we like providing it. So when you see some guy putting up thirty of your videos on a YouTube channel for free, it kind of pisses you off a little because like, and I understand like you know you were talking about earlier how you started off like with a community of people sharing. Like I don't so care if you share. I, I I I the way I see it is <clears throat> I don't. I, I'm not. I have no problem with the person that actually down goes on 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 a site that has. I'm not even going to say names of the sites, but you no. can, most people know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That goes on a site that has my videos for free and and watches it. I don't blame them. Why would they, why should they buy my video if they can watch it for free? I don't blame them. I'm all, that's the person that took all those videos and posted them. Yeah. That's the one I'm mad at. Yeah. I'm not mad at the at the the fan that says, "Oh, this Gary's video." I, I can't, I, I really cannot expect them to say, oh, I'm not going to watch that free video. It's right. I can, all I do is press a button. I'm going to go spend $10 on Gary's site. I'm so, I wish, I, I wish I could physically say that, that, that they should do that, but that would, that's ridiculous. No, I, I would hope that after they watch that free video, that they come to my site and buy maybe a different video. Exactly. Right? <laughs> like, I would I, hope that they do that. I've been very lucky because <laughs> I've had fans who have not just watched the free video, but then they come to me and they say, by the way, Sleeper Kid, here's a link to 10 videos. This guy's. I get good. lots of fans do that. Because you know them. there's loyalty there. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of loyalty because it's common sense. If a fan has common sense, he knows that if, okay, I really like this producer. He's producing stuff that really appeals to what I yeah. like. If his stuff gets shared to the point where he's not, he or she, Can not I, making money, revenue. they're going to stop making they're that They're going to have to go do something else, yeah. Why would I want to stop the supply of the things that appeal to me personally? And so I'll get... These emails, I'm sure Jacqueline gets them too. It's like, guess what? So and so is 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 got thirty of your videos up on on X site, whatever it is, you know. And um, I do, and thank you to all that have. And I, yeah, that's a big thank you to the fans. <laughs> I get I get PMs all the time from really good fans that yes, that and thank you guys so much. They're you know they understand that, but I I, I think the best. Example, because you guys always did customs, so I think I have a, a good example. So I didn't always do customs. What I used to do is I would just make videos because the sales were so good mm. that there was I didn't have it was easier for me to just make whatever videos. It wasn't whatever it is I wanted. I would listen to people on the forums. They would tell me, Gary, can you make a video like this? Gary, can you make a video like that? Gary, can you add this girl wear this outfit and do this? And they would just talk about it on the forums, and I would almost do a custom just from people telling me on the forum. I, I've gotten emails from people that told me a whole video to make, and I would go make it. No custom, no charge, nothing, mm -hmm. because I knew I could get, I'm going to get my money on the sales. So they were actually, in my mind, they were helping me by giving me more ideas. Yeah. Well, now people, are, now that I, I had, because of piracy, mostly, not only there's competition and there's economy, but it's mostly piracy, I had to switch to 
Now I, I don't do anything unless it's a paid custom. Mm-hmm. I don't even pick up my camera unless I got paid custom for it because it's just the sales are not worth it enough to, to do that. So That might change, though. And wow, I honestly, hope. I hope that it does because like, I loved being able to come I, to your studio and be like, I have this great idea. Oh, yeah. Or I have yeah. this outfit. And, that, and, and I'm going to tell the fans that used to happen where Jacqueline would come and she would have an idea. And, she would have an, and I'd be like, awesome. And then she would come up with her own idea. I couldn't do that now because I would be like, when here's the thing. Because the sales aren't that great, I even if we sh- if I could shoot that with her, that would be okay. It wouldn't be a big deal to shoot that, even pay her. But it would be like, now I need to, to make money. I need to get customs. So I have all these customs. What am I going to edit first? If you pay for me for a custom for me, I'm going to edit that. So the thing I shot with Jackie off the off the cuff is going to sit on the shelf. But Jackie off the cuff is going to sit on the shelf, and the thing that somebody paid me for a custom that has to be edited first. Hey, nobody puts Jackie on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why Thank we, you, Maria. nobody puts Jacqueline Velvet on the shelf. That's actually a good yeah. point because I'll shoot, I'll shoot like four customs in a week, but then there'll be two videos that I, I came up with on my own or like with uh, the girls, and I'm like, God, this is oh, this is so good. It's great. But you, you have those customers like, that so you, you have want to wait. Yes. And my problem is, and it's not a problem, it's a good problem to have, but I, I honestly, one of the things that, that my fans, um, or our fans have asked is like, hey, when is this video coming out? I'm like, oh shit, I didn't even edit that thing. Because it'll be like something I put up previews for like, you know, a year or two ago. I never edited it because I, I was so concerned. Your backlog the, is insane. My backlog have, is insane. Have, like, well, I, I, got, I got a good a hard drive of stuff too. Yeah. Like. <laughs> I have like, my, like seriously, my fans are, I think on a borderline... They're, they're saints because they're like, hey, that video you shot in 2005, when is that coming out? And I'm like, hey, just give me a second. I, I don't know if you guys get this because I, I, I have some fans that, like, if I'm not doing the thing they like, they'll say things like, yeah, Gary's gone down lately. Uh, like, like, Gary hasn't, like, as if I haven't been doing anything because I'm not doing the thing they do. I'm like, I'm putting out a new video, like, every day. You, you're on my Facebook. You see what I put out? Oh, I've gotten the <laughs> like, secret kid's good, but you know what? It's not like it used to be back when he <laughs> shot on a comforter. And I'm like, no, it's not. I've gotten mass. What the fuck? Like, I, thank you. I feel good that you have the same thing that I get. Like, and like you know, back when he shot in dim light with no white balance card, man, those were the days. <laughs> That's, I get the same thing. I, I actually get it too. Like, back when I had no idea what I was doing, everything was like, everything was really gritty and like just raw. But I, I can imagine like some people like that because it They feels, romanticize it. Be, yeah, because it feels like they could have created this. Like, it, it's not like some... Like, well, there's, yeah. no, there's a nostalgia too. I mean, look at people... They'll, they'll like they like an old rock band. They'll be like, oh, it's not the same. Or like Star Wars is the best example. Like technically, Star like like come on, Star Wars isn't even close to anything that comes out now. Technically, yeah. But because of nostalgia, you're like, oh, that's not like Star Wars, yeah. you know. And and I'm a big Star Wars fan, so don't get me wrong. I love. I'm, I'm one of those people that yeah. say that say you're that's not like a Star, Star Wars, Wars shirt. You're, you're wearing a Star Wars shirt right now. Yeah, I'm. Like, <laughs> I'm one of, it really I'm one of, is. I'm, 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 I'm again, like I said earlier, I'm very old, and I was ten years old with Star Wars came out and I was and when I see something it could be the super most advanced thing that came out I'm like yeah but it's not Star Wars <laughs> <laughs> it's not Star Wars what, if anybody it, doesn't it, know it, this Gary does this with everything it's like <laughs> yeah. 
Gary, what did you think of my grandmother's funeral? It was alright, but... It's not Star Wars. <laughs> it's not Star Wars. Like, did you... Why did you... Gonna, use, you, get a litter, you get a litter on fire. It was least. a good movie, but it could use more TIE Fighters. He like, didn't yeah. have a helmet? Like, what... I didn't not feel the nostalgia. Not one... I didn't feel the force. <laughs> there was not There was not a giant uh, funeral pyre made of, like, wood. Yes. Uh, no, but seriously, so... Uh, what the fuck what the were you talking about? You were talking about pirates. Set piece. Yeah, We just started talking about how people... How people um, 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 have a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, and they give you a lot of shit because the things you're doing That's now are not the same as they used to. Be. Well, you know what's funny is I, I, I uh, the first half of my, or the first I guess thirty five percent of my my uh, output was in uh, apartments or like in my apartment I had like comforters in the floor, a small red mat, and then I went to shoot in a ring because I were like I, I grew up doing ring stuff, and so fans immediately went like. Oh, this isn't the same. I, I kind of missed the old apartment setting. It was more intimate. I'm like, oh shit, that's okay. But we shot a bunch of stuff in the ring. And then we went back to my new house, and which had the mat room in it. And then everyone's like, God, I really missed the ring. I'm like, fuck! <laughs> like, it's, you're damned if you do. If, if the, damned my, if you don't. My first video was Sandra's Revenge, but my second video was called Battle for Xantor. It was like a sci-fi giantess video. Nice. Good, good was, name, man. It was, it was technically it was really, awesome. but it was really terrible. And it had some good giantess scenes in it, so like the fetish part, we, we kind of covered some of that, but but I tried to make a movie, and I'm not a movie maker. So, so and, and to tell you how bad it is, um, I think it was... Um, um, it was Voted worst. Voted worst trailer. Well, our trailer <laughs> was. It was on. It was on a very popular site. Um. Oh, what the hell is the site? Um. Oh my God. What's the one? The the one channel that has all the guy stuff like effects. Um. um Spike. Spike. Okay. Oh, it was on Spike TV. Spike TV. Back when they had their when they first started, they had a website. I don't know if they still do. It oh, was. Shit. It was voted the worst really movie trailer <laughs> ever. Ever. <laughs> Ever, ever. And it was probably like five years after I made it. Oh, so I already was doing better stuff. And I'm like, oh. So I just thought it was funny. But my point is, <laughs> my point is, people will come back to me now. And I know my stuff's better than back then. Even though I'm still not a movie maker. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I'm a movie maker. But my stuff's way better than I did back then. And they'll be like, Gary, how come you're not doing stuff like you did back then of Xantor? I'm like, did you? Do you? I'm like, did you watch that lately? I'm like, have you watched that lately? That VHS, like, craziness of like... I, I, I'm proud of it in the way because of the t the, oh the God, resources that I had at the time when I made it. It's That's why I'm proud of it. Right. If I made it today, I would not be proud of it. I would be like, why the hell did I make that? But when I made it 20 years ago, I was proud of it because I really we were dealing with an old VHS camera and a couple of VCRs. The you, you did the best thing I was you the, do with what you I had. I was the only first of all, I was the only produ fetish producer that was even using a blue screen. Back then it was blue screen because on VHS you didn't use green screen. You blue screen. That's a technical nerdy thing. Yeah, spike spike dot com. Yeah, am I right? Am I right? Maria just looked it up. The worst trailer ever. Oh my god. So exactly. It's real. I've been in the media for quite a while. Good and bad. Well, okay, so we, uh, I'll move on to another question. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, please, because no, I don't no. even know why. Okay, so guys, if you want to find it, it's under Battle for Xantor. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's, uh, no, no. <laughs> at Z-A-N-T-O-R, because holy shit. Yeah, it was, um, it was pretty bad. Uh, which is, means it's great. So, but it was uh, my second drink, video. Drink a lot before you watch it. I'm, 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 <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to thank the fans right now. They did buy it. 
and that kept me going, and that's why I'm still doing this. So nice. as bad as it was, they they saw the giantess content, and they saw that I had they they understood why I was making it and mm-hmm. what I was trying to do, and they supported me, and that's why we're still here. Well, so that, whoever bought that movie, as thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, now I know if you ever like treat me for something, I'll be like, oh, flashing that Zantor money. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we have a question from Mr. Alan Clark. Um, Slim. Slim. Uh, he says, questions for everyone. Oh, I love that. I don't even, I don't know if I ever even met him. He's one of your fans, right? Yeah. And, but I see he's on my Facebook. He's oh, so he's cool. great. Yeah, he's, he's great. a cool guy. Um, uh, he's been to my house. We, like, actually hung out. Did I, I, ever, I don't think I ever met him. Uh, you're going to have to. I will. Uh, so questions for all in attendance. Um, do your parents know exactly what you do for a living? How did you tell? <laughs> Whoa, stop. Wait. That's me, the best question. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Because we're all going to answer this. So, And I think Gary's the best one to start that. But uh, Is he uh, asking you or me? All, oh, everyone oh, in okay. attendance. All right. So do your parents know exactly what you do for a living? That's the first question. Uh, yeah, second, don't, don't second, tell them. The <laughs> second part is how they did might you... might be listening. <laughs> the second part is how did you tell them? Uh, third part is how do they take it? And then fourth part is how do they feel about it now? So Actually, I'm going is... to give Gary that one. I'm going to let you guys go first because I got mine. Okay. going to be a little All right, long, Jacqueline, so. you want to go first or do you want me to go? Yeah, um, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. So my parents, they kind of know what I do, but it's like this weird mentality of like, don't ask, don't tell, because they know that I do videos. Like they've always known that I that I go off and I do quote unquote shoots. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was this one point in time where your parent, like, your, parent, your mom calls it, she's got a job. Yeah, she's got a job. She's got a job tomorrow. She's got a job. My mother's from New York. Down <laughs> down the she's, she's got a job. She's got a job. She's going to go off and she's going to go do a job. <laughs> That's my mother, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, so it was always this thing where it's like, you know, she's going to go off and do her work. And I think the one only time that they really asked what I did was like very, very like, you know, early in the, in the first beginning stages of it. And I was like, oh, we shoot videos. And they're like, oh, like movies. And I'm like, yeah, movies. But, you know, we like have these like storylines and we get to play characters. And and I introduced my parents to some of uh, the girls that I shoot with. Like I, I have them uh, meet Susie. Mm-hmm. And I had them meet Jamie and, and, and so they, Jamie Daniels, yeah. I think it was just them like, you know, meeting people that I work with that made them feel more comfortable what I, about what I did for some reason. And, um, it, in a way, like it kind of bothers me because I'm, I'm still looking forward to that, that point in time where I can sit them down and be like, okay, mom and dad, like here is exactly what I do because I feel very, very proud of being a producer, owning my own company, managing my own business, and revolving my entire life around it. Even my my soon-to-be husband is involved in all this stuff. Like, so we've made a whole career and life choice out of it, and I feel very, very proud. And I know they would be too. My parents are, you know, a lot of things, but they're very like open-minded, mm-hmm. um, even though they probably don't want to admit it. Um, well, so, your mom, yeah, your mom would be very happy to admit it. <laughs> yeah, so it's one of those one of those things that you know I think is definitely going to come to fruition, like when they actually come to visit us next year. <laughs> yeah, because then they'll they'll completely be surrounded by it, and I'm looking forward to that talk. 
because it's just it's kind of weird right now because it's like you know they know that I do these jobs but they never really want to know like the details of it that's true but yeah. I I really don't feel like I have anything to be shameful of like I, no I absolutely love, not not at all I love everything I do mm -hmm. you work hard for what you do and and I, I'm gonna tell you something that, that some people don't understand because I always I I I'm don't am I interrupting you nope. first of all okay. I know exactly what because, story you're going to tell, and I want you to tell. No, I don't know if we're going to tell the same story. No, no. But I might not say the story you're going to want, but I think no. you'll like what I say. Okay. When, when I, it was right after 9-11, and I was doing, I was well into doing this business, mm -hmm. and, 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 and all this stuff went down. I was a nurse at the time. I wasn't in the military anymore. It was my military days go way before that. But, um... But I, you know, I, I'm feeling like, man, I'm, I was really think I'm, I had a kid that had medical problems, so it probably wasn't going to happen. But I was really, if I didn't have him, I was really considering, like, I need to go back in the military. Because, you know, this was right after we were all like, we need to go fight and all that stuff. Yeah. But I was doing what I'm doing now. I was really doing the same thing. And then I got a call from a guy. He'd been, he'd been um, working, he'd been, like, doing the rescue work in 9-11. He was a fireman in New York. And he had been, like, some of his friends died, and he'd been... And he said, Gary, thank you. And I was like, what do you mean, thank you? What the hell did fucking I do? Mm -hmm. It's like, I, all this abnormally, all this craziness, and I get to go home and I get to see, like, some new video you made. Mm -hmm. so this makes me feel, like, normal again. Like, like this is the thing that I did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, and I'm like, 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 one moment of happiness for this guy after he, like, dug his friends out of the, you know, whatever it was that he was doing, yeah. looking for maybe he could find one of his friends in the rubble. You know, or maybe, or just the, the devastation. We were all devastated, not just him, but everybody was. And I just, I didn't, I didn't have any delusions that I saved 9-11 or anything like that. But I made that, that guy had a moment of happiness. I felt like maybe, and, and I, and don't get me wrong. I've been, I am a veteran and I've been in, I was in Desert Storm and I've been, I've, I've done things that, uh, that I did my patriotic duty basically. Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like, so I feel like. Like, I felt a little like, man, I should be doing something now. And I feel like, well, it's not, I'm not going to pretend it's the same thing as being a fireman 9-11. I'm not going to pretend it's the same thing as going to fight Afghanistan. But I did feel like what I do does matter to somebody, to somebody who who did do all of that, yeah. who did come home after, like, like really dealing with hardship and gets that one moment wherever you want it, you know, even if it's an adult version of the hardship, it's still, they, they get that relief and they're like, and, and, and they appreciate it. So that, not to the point that it's some random porn thing. They actually know the guy who made it, the producer, and they actually contact me like, thank you for making, you know, for that moment. I get to feel that I can go back to work. And I'm like, you know, so I'm like, you know, maybe what we do is not completely, I'm not going to pretend that we're saving the world or anything, but maybe what we do is completely not, not, Inconsequential. It's not trivial. Yeah, that there are people, and, and if I think about things that I enjoy or that any of us enjoy, we, we, we work all day, we work hard, whatever job you have in your life, and there's a lot of people listening who probably have really hard jobs, and they go home, it might not be fetish material, it might just be some football game that they watch, or whatever it is that makes them feel good. Makes so there's, them that one guy, there's that yeah. one guy in the corner who makes the most amazing falafel. Yeah, and that's what exactly. you get right when you get home. And that, that I, that's, takes all that stress out. Exactly. That's my point. Is and that's when I learned. That was the moment. It wasn't until that moment that I learned that you know this isn't just me having a great life and because that is a cool life, by the way. It isn't just me having a fun life and making cool things. It maybe it does matter a little bit, a little bit. Well, the, I think what we do, and I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to detract from the. You know, question that Alan. I'm asked. sorry. No, no, no. But it's a really good point, and I do think that what we do is it's like 
you get, I mean, there's so much shit that just gets built up in this, this bubble and there's gotta be vents. There's gotta be a way to release some of that, that stuff. And, and, you know, sexual, you know, um, I mean the, the fetishism, anything that, that allows you to explore that in your own self is great. Even if it's just introspection, if you're just thinking about it yourself and trying to figure it out, that's fine. But if someone else out there has already tapped into it yeah. and they are presenting it to you, like here's here's something that you might like, and, and you're like, oh my god, that's what I love. And a lot, and a lot of it's people, great for them. A lot of people are are a little more complicated, meaning like a lot of people can't just watch the average porn video and be like, they need something that's more a little more niche or a little more complicated, a little more intelligent. Yeah. I, I like to say the word intelligent because I like to think I'm smart. Or nuanced. <laughs> yeah, or nuanced. Yeah, nuanced. Thank you, Maria. Uh, or whatever it is, they 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 can't just grab go to the to the, the video store. Well, I'm 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 being old again. They can't just go to the X-rated video store. Oh, those are still, still around. Okay. <laughs> so they can, look, go buy the adult yeah. video and be sad. They have to. They're very specific. Because I think early in the podcast we were talking about where we would go to the video store and look for that one scene. For that one scene. So they're just like me. They're looking for... So if they come home from the worst day of their lives and then they sit down and they're looking at the walls. Maybe they, maybe they don't even have a wife. Maybe they're single. And look at the walls and they, they go and they're like, oh wait, Gary's got a new video. Yeah. Or, okay, this is not going to solve all my problems that I had all week. But they have the one moment of like just to get away from it for a moment. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to pretend that it's going to go right back to it after. Pure escapism. Yeah. A little bit of escapism. And and because it's so specialized, I feel like I'm the only one who could have did that for them on that day. That that moment, that Mm -hmm. was the only one who could have helped them with that. Nobody else, because everybody nobody else understood what there is, the thing is that they liked. Same with you with the, with, you, with you do. There was that one guy, oh my God, he did that one suplex that I really wanted. Yeah, you know. that and, one pile driver, that <laughs> one sleeper holder. Yeah. You know, oh, Jacqueline finally got to wrestle Sumiko or, you know, stuff like that. Like, it, it is, it, it, I do think, like I said, I don't think we're saving the world, but I, I think we're alleviating some of the stress. And I think that's that's a good thing. I'm, I'm really happy to, to be counted amongst those ranks. The reason why I mentioned that is because Jacqueline was talking about like her parents and how yeah. she feels. Like, and and I, I try, I'm trying to stress the fact that what you do matters. Mm-hmm. I think what everybody does matters. Whether you're, you could be sweeping the street. It matters. Yeah. You could be the garbage man. Obviously, if there wasn't a garbage man picking up my garbage, it be we, shit everywhere. We would be talking with garbage all around us right now. <laughs> <laughs> so everything, you know, the, the person who, who who gives you the hot dog at the hot dog stand, everybody matters. So I think when, I think sometimes people in the adult world forget that. They don't think they matter. And I'm like, you do matter. Even though a lot of people more, have moral issues with you and they will try to demean what you do and they will try to put down what you do. But to me, that's only because they don't think, they don't believe in themselves. They don't think much of themselves. They need you to make them feel better. So they need, like, they need to talk about you. So that's a whole other podcast. So I'm not going to get too much into that. No, no, but, but basically what I'm sure what I was just trying to reiterate was that when Jacqueline does get more in with her parents, it gets more like, um, Detailed, yeah. so to speak. I don't think she should feel. I don't think you should feel bad. I think you should feel like, like you're proud of yourself. You did sound like you were already proud. I am. Yeah. And like I said before, like I, I do very much look forward to that moment, which is going to happen very, very soon. Because when they come to visit us in Atlanta, you know, they're going to be surrounded by that, and and surrounded by the people that we work with and that we're close with, and. Mm-hmm. And you know, I already had them meet Gary and Maria, so the the door is opening. <laughs> yes, that was the opening spot, wasn't it? <laughs> and her 
Your parents are awesome, by the way. Yes. Yeah. We, we only got to meet them once, but I've seen them a lot on social media before that. And then when we did get to hang out with them, we went to the movies with them that night. We went out to dinner. It was much as I, I, I was not disappointed. It was as I expected. They were very, very cool. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Um, that's, I mean, I think Gary just took it up. Like a notch because well, that that really one, does. One thing I want to sure. say before I forget, because wine. Um, <laughs> so I I remember like because my mom is definitely more like open minded and just like you know more so than my father is, and True. when she found out that I was doing these videos, I can't remember what I told her about it, but I I remember having a conversation with her and asking her. If there was, like, any way possible that, like, you know, because I needed, like, a prop for a movie. And the very next day she came home, and she was a nurse for 40 years. She came home with a bag. <laughs> a bag full of, I'm not kidding. I so she bring, like, chloroform from she the hospital? Me these, like, she brought me these medical-grade masks. She brought me home all these syringes. Like plastic ones, they're like plunger looking things. Uh, like she brought home a Don't whole talk. Bag. You know you're gonna have to delete that from the podcast because no. that's like, that's like she's not supposed to be bringing that stuff home. Oh, she's retired. Yes, okay. <laughs> she's not getting fired. And we don't. We're not using names. <laughs> Remember when Fernando was sick? I used to bring stuff home, and I was like, <laughs> like "Oh, he need, like the nurses. My son's nurses would call me. He needs this now. thing, and I, I bring and, I'm, and I, I would tell the nurse, you know, I'm stealing from the hospital, right? Like, like yes, you, we know that. I'm like, all right, just so you know. All right, <laughs> so so real quick, guys, uh, we're gonna take a very quick break for okay. a battery change. B, we're gonna get some more wine, yeah. and also um, uh, I. Uh, yeah, I got to think about what I got to say because, like, I have to do my. my I got more stuff. to say, but well, no, no. So this is this has got to end at some point. So I'm no, gonna, no, we're still okay. like way within awesome, the bounds. Awesome. Okay. So we will be right back. I'm better with yeah. like an intimate group yes. of people yes. or yes. Me, like yeah, like, uh, like you're the interior the crowd, like you do. Like that's not my thing. Like I don't like to no, talk I, loudly yeah. and tell stories and jokes and have but the whole you, room watching but, but, me. But both of you are the same, like socially. Both of you have that that have the same level, high level of sociability. You just do it, you're different, it's different ways. Exactly, exactly. Alright, here we go. And, uh, three, two, and... Alright, guys, we're back. Uh, very quick break, and so no big deal. We were talking about, um, our parents' reactions to what we do. Uh, our friend Alan had asked the questions, uh, what are, you know, what do our parents think about what we do? How do they find out? How do they feel about it now? Uh, Jacqueline went into a great um, discussion about that. I guess now, is there anything else you wanted to say, or are you good? Or uh, <clears throat> no, I think that's it for now. I mean, like to be continued. Why don't you ask me this question again next year? In next year, yeah, <laughs> it'll be a good podcast post. Yeah, post marriage. Yeah, please, um, yeah, I would love to talk about it. I want to be in that podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah, and so and maybe my parents will be on the podcast. Who knows? <laughs> So mine, mine was interesting because my, my mom, um, I don't know if she'll ever listen to this actually, uh, or if she does, her Spanish is, her Spanish is great, her English is eh, but she's, she's actually, she's getting there. She could listen to this and understand it, but um, honestly, uh, when I first started getting into this stuff, I remember I, I used to do reviews for other companies, and they would send me bags of their VHS tapes to review and then send back. And I would always do the due diligence and, you know, watch them. 
review them, and the ones that I didn't like, I would not it, uh, am review. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. Doesn't Alan kind of do that for you now? He wrong? does that now, yeah. yeah. And I, uh, But, like, back in the day, like, it was just these random companies would send me uh, stuff because, like, they knew that the site that I was running at the time, uh, which was a, basically a fan site, was getting all these hits. So they were smart. They were like, this kid's getting a lot of hits. If he reviews the, the videos that he likes, we'll get more sales. The ones that he doesn't like, you know, he won't review them. And I made that deal. I was like, look, if it sucks, I'm not going to say anything about it. Which I, now I look back on it, I'm like, I should have totally talked shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm like that. I'm like, if I don't have anything good to say, I just... I, I know, it, and yeah. that's what I was thinking. Like, you don't have anything good to say. That's why I'm not, I don't make a living as a reviewer. <laughs> exactly. But... I remember I came home from school one day and my mom's sitting there um, in the kitchen with this grave look on her face and she's like, I found this bag of videotapes in your room. And I'm like, <laughs> and there was a, there was these silhouettes of women interlocking fingers and, and I guess there was a tape sticking out of my VHS player. She pushed it in, hit play, and it was something from the, a company called Double Trouble, which is still around now. Actually, I, I met the, the owner. It was surreal. He was just like, oh my God, I, I kind of grew up watching your stuff. And, you know, now we're shaking hands at your house. But, like, they're putting the tape and, uh, and she's like, there's these two topless women just kind of rolling around on the ground. And my mother was, was like, I don't believe, is this, is this it? Is this what you're into? You're, you're never going <laughs> to have how I raised you? Yeah, and so, yeah. <laughs> and my mother, I remember the, the word. Happened? Yeah, and she said the word fetish in Spanish, but at the time I didn't what know. What is the word? It's F E T O. She's smarter than than me because again I didn't even know fetish. It was F E T O from what she said. She's like feto. Is this your feto? And I'm like, (laughs) and I was like, what the fuck is that? And so I had no idea what she was talking about. She knew more than I did. So you were like me, where you didn't understand that 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 it was a fetish. I just thought it was like, well, this is really cool, and it. it... Oh, you both are so cute. I was like, it turns me on in a weird way, you know. It's like climbing. You no, know, I think women know more about that stuff because they. Get, I knew. Well, what because I, was doing I think because because they are the objects of those fennels. More than that. <laughs> so so so. Women, oh, Dios mio, yeah. Dios mio. So I think I think I think women understand that better because they they've had other they've been the objects of those fennels from other people, you know, where where we never had that experience except for our own experience. Internal experience. We never add anybody else. Yeah. Saying, oh, you are satisfying my fetish. You yeah. Know? And the thing is, I think back in the day when my mom was was younger, the word fetish probably scared uh, the entire gender because they thought, oh, this is what my man's going to prefer over me as a person. They're going to prefer doing this to being with me. They like, no, that's not the case. This is something that they're into that you can totally feed this this monster. You know, this thing that that that, that they like. But my mom just came to me like, is this your fetish? And I'm like, wait, what is a fetish? I don't know what the fuck it is. Am I going to get this old? I saw a tape and it had two women in it and they were doing this, this, and that. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, and then she, my entire life, my mother would so tell wait, me. Wait, do you think that it would have been easier for her to grasp the idea of it if it was straight porn? I think so. Like, but what if it was, okay, so what if it was porn and like, what if it was like something really like disgusting? Like, but still, still normal porn. But like two girls, one cup. I don't know. No, no, that's not normal porn. That's not normal porn. She's talking about maybe like, like, the, like, 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 like hardcore anal or something. Yeah. Or, or like, like, 
well, you know, like they have sex and then the guy's got to come on her face or some shit like that. But it like, still would have been know. sex between a guy. It still would have been normal. That's still normal porn. So maybe then I don't know. Actually, I, I, you know what? At this point, with my relationship with my mother, I could totally ask her. Oh my and god, then, we should have our parents. <laughs> you guys would have sex. <laughs> this is coming yeah. to. That would be the last Are you podcast. Have, like, a bilingual podcast with your parents. Like, we would be that. That would be the final podcast. We could not yeah. outdo that one. Like that would be like guys. This is our last podcast. We should get all our parents together in the room. Here's Gary Brandt's parents. Anyway, so so continuing on. Um, so my uh, I don't know if that's a good idea. No, it's a terrible idea. That'll be the end of your podcast. It's the yes, end episode. of my life. Last episode. No, definitely. I would definitely. jump we wouldn't have out of the window. It has to be last episode. No, it's just <laughs> I would just jump out of the window and land on some spikes. Anyway, so, uh, my, uh, so... Is that your fetto? Yes, my that... <laughs> You know, I don't know, do you, do you title your podcasts? Uh, sometimes. Okay, so, whenever I, I listen to podcasts, they always, they always find a place where to title it, and if I was going to title this podcast, I would title it, Is That Your Fetal? That would, be, that would be the title of this podcast today. Is That Your Fetal? Uh, but anyway, so, uh... At that point, my mother had already told me, like, I don't care what you do for a living as long as, A, you don't break the law, and B, you don't do pornography. It was a weird thing to say to a kid. It was like, wait, which one? Why wow, that conversation. Why are, yeah, I was like, why are, those two, why are those two intersecting at this point? But so as it, as it goes, and like I said, I'm going to do a separate podcast where I do talk about the origins of what I do way more in depth than this, but you know, fast forward many years later and I'm doing what I do. I, 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 I quit my job, my day job. I, I'm shooting this stuff and my mother comes over and she still doesn't know what I do. And a huge bag came in from, um, from the post office and it was a bunch of girls outfits. It was like bikinis and one pieces and like one woman. This outfits. is when you were already starting. And I was shooting? starting, I was still starting off and I was trying to, I guess I got to the point where I could actually order my own stuff. So I, I ordered some, some clothing for the girls and I opened it up and it just spills out onto the table. My mother's like, what's that? And I said, well, um, I was thinking of doing some photo shoots and video shoots with, you know, with my friend Devin and Sapphire, who she loved. She thought they were great. My roommates at the time. And I go, Mom, what do you think would look better on Devin? And she goes like, oh. She comes over and she starts looking at the outfits. Well, this bikini would look really cute on Sapphire. Or this, this would look really cute on Devin. So suddenly she was into it. She was like picking out outfits for the shoot. And at that point, I think she started to realize what I did. And I just, in so many words, said like, well, you know, Mom, what I do is kind of combat based, but there's no nudity. There's no sex, you know. And then she kind of didn't really say much to that. She kind of just nodded. And then... She's like, oh, you're a freak. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just kind of, you know, she didn't really say anything about it. But from that point on, I think what happened in my parents' head, or, or my parents' heads, my mom and my dad, was like, look, is it illegal? No. Great. Are you making good money off of it? Yeah, I'm making a living. Good. Can you Are pay you your... Are you hurting anyone? Can no. you hurting? No. Can you pay your bills? Yes. Can you pay your rent? Yes. Okay, well, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that is where it has been. It's stayed, and, and just like Jacqueline's parents, so, yeah, I don't give them a lot of detail. I just things. I don't tell them what we shoot. I, my mom actually showed up during one of Jacqueline's shoots oh recently. God. Jacqueline was doing a POV shoot for her company. Well, she was it was her and um, uh, the beautiful Sarai. And Jacqueline was doing the thing where she's filming. At least it was like a Latino uh, model. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, there could be a little bit of baby. You need to it's like, I just need you. <laughs> uh, but my mother wanted to come over and she's like, those 
Yes. <laughs> I don't even know if Sarai speaks Spanish. So just oh, speak she does. Her. Okay. She does. And so we, my, my, my mom just decided to show up, I guess, to bring over some food or something, or I don't know what it was. Uh, and Jacqueline's Jack Jack in the next room shooting a very sexy POV knockout fetish clip for her company with Sarai, who is just, you know, awesome. And so, like, she's shooting, and there's all this sound. Ah! And I just, all we hear is like, knock, 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 knock. Hello? My mom. Mm -hmm. And Jacqueline does not cut. She just keeps filming. And, and Sarai, much to her credit, does not break no, character. No, she didn't break character at all. I remember, like, I, was, oh, I had man. Sarai on the floor, and I'm, like, over her. And, like, she's in the, in the midst of, like, waking up from a knockout. And... Thank God, like, she's such a good actress. She's she super pro. Loves, she, is, she is super pro. She will save your day anytime. Because mm -hmm. I remember, like, filming, and, like, she didn't even break her face. No, like, not it was surprised. just, like, looking at me, like, and kind of still had that face of, like, I'm still waking up, and I'm in, I'm in the character, and, and in whatever was going on. And, like, I was just, like, nodded, and we kept going with it. And I just, like, cut out the sound of your mom, like, coming in and being like, <laughs> hello! And then you were like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, oh, my God! And, like, oh, she... Oh, she was mortified. Mom, she, I'm so sorry! I didn't mean to cut into your whatever fetal. <laughs> I've never tiptoed that fast in my life. So I was like, ding, 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 ding. You messed up your fetal. <laughs> Don't fuck with my fetal right now. <laughs> She felt so bad. Oh uh, but it's okay. It happened. It, so anyway, so so where it stands now, <laughs> my parents, um, uh. my parents are very happy for me because they know that I what I do now makes me happy, and the person I'm with makes me happy. And you know, in the end, when you're a parent, that's kind of all you care about. You, you know, want your kids to be happy. Yeah, yeah. people who t people who imprint these things on their children, like you have to marry a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer or you have to make sure that you work in this particular sector that's just bullshit like that you're you're you don't want to control your kids like let them be happy as long as they're happy i don't care if i ever have a kid like i'll be like are you happy yes but you're living in a hovel with this hippie girlfriend whatever are you happy yes okay then i'm happy for you nobody's born a purpose we're all gonna die let's just go watch tv <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so gary <laughs> On that morning reference. Yeah. Uh, so watch TV. Let's get on the computer and watch fetish videos. Yeah. Fettel, we gotta get some fettel. Going. <laughs> Come on. Some good fettel action. I like when Gary says it. It sounds like an Italian dish. <laughs> Can I have the fettel, little, please? We gotta put a little, little garlic on that. <laughs> a little garlic on that fettel. Um, so Gary, the question once again. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I, it's my turn to answer the question. Yeah. About, so okay. I'll restate it because uh, it was a, like a multi-tier question. But the question itself. Um, was, uh, do your parents know exactly what you do for a living? How did you tell them? How do they take it? And how do they feel about it now? I'll start with the North Jersey answer. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I, earlier in the podcast, we talked about kind of, at least we started. I don't think we finished because we probably got, got derailed. But we started with like when my business started and how things was going. Mm -hmm. This was probably like the mid-90s. Um, I, uh, I was, I was, um, when I was a kid and I was, and I was into this stuff probably as a kid, I never told it. I was in the closet about it for the most part. And I remember there's a, if, if Giants fans are listening, they'll understand the video Village of the Giants is one of the videos that is, it's a really bad movie. And there's actually, but there was a few, there was a few cool Giants scenes in it. And most, most Giants fans understand it. Anyway, I watched it a lot 
over and over and over. I had the VHS tape. Mm. And I remember my dad one day saying, why do you keep watching this movie? Mm -hmm. And it was a movie from like 1964. And there actually was a lot of cool cars in it. So I would tell my dad, oh, I just love all those cars. Like I was a car freak. What was the name of the movie again? Village of the Giants. Okay. It's from 1964, I think. And um, I've seen it probably eight million times. So, <laughs> so you know, and that's probably I'm probably being conservative about the amount of times I've seen it. So if you're if you have a fetal or a fetish, you, and there's a scene or a movie that is really hits your fetish, you you, you watch it. You've yeah. seen it a couple times. So anyway, so that was the only, the closest thing I ever came to like my parents knowing what I do. And then I went in the army, and the, the rest of my life went on. And I think I went to college. I went to nursing school, came back. And for a little while after nursing school, while I was in nursing school, I was living at home, and I was living in my parents' basement, which is around the time I started dating my wife a little bit before after that. Yeah. And when I, while I was dating my wife, it was about the time I started my, my business, started doing like when you started. Yeah. And, and my parents didn't know at the beginning, because I was just putting up the website. It's not like I went and I told them. No. But it wasn't that long until I did tell them, because I am I'm, I'm very vocal. I mean, like, if I'm doing something a lot, I'm going to tell everybody, it doesn't matter who you are, you're going to mm. know that I'm doing it. So eventually I did tell my parents, and I said, and, and they said, and I showed them the website, and they said, they still didn't completely understand it, but when I started making money on it, my, my mom especially, they understood. Like, they go, oh, wait a minute, they saw the checks coming in, because I keep on oh. the post office and getting the checks, and I, and then and my mom started helping me deliver, like, the v, this is, the, v, the VHS tapes, and nice. and and that, that doesn't mean they accepted it, that doesn't mean she thought it wasn't weird, because they probably did, and I don't blame her, and I don't, and my dad probably also thought it was weird, so that's fine, and I understood that, I knew I, at that point in my, in my life, I understood I was weird anyway, so it didn't bother me that much, yeah. so we just did it, but they weren't involved that much in my business, and then I got married, and I got my own house, and, and I made my first actual video, because before I was just trading, like, I was selling, like, compilations of, like, things off movies and whatnot. So, um, so it wasn't, it was like a year later I, when I made my first movie, I actually had my own house at that point. And wait, 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 quick, quick question. Like, yeah. so, so how did that even come up? Like, did you actively want to tell them or did they just like, be like, oh, how are you? It was just a lot of, like, it was just a lot life? of, there was just a lot of postal activity going on. Also, Gary can't keep a secret. Yeah. My wife. <laughs> but, 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 so you, but you just had to tell To them. my defense, okay. no, no, it was a little bit of that, but more. It was my. I was under some questioning, meaning there was a lot of postal activity going on. I was getting a lot of money orders, and I was sending out a lot of tapes. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "What are you doing?" And and and, <laughs> and for a lot of people, they would they would be able to say not tell them what they're doing and say something else. But for me, if you ask me what I'm doing, I'm just going to tell you what I'm doing. That's how I am. My wife will tell you. Oh, yeah. I, if you ask me, I'm definitely going to tell you. You know, unless it's, it's, it's against the law, which I usually don't break the law. But if I was breaking the law, maybe I would hold that off. But I wasn't. It was what I was doing was legal, so I, I would I told my parents what I was doing. Yeah. They go, okay, whatever. And but it wasn't until a few. Now I'll, I'm going to skip over because I don't want this podcast to go on forever. So let's go we'll go maybe ten years later. Um, I have I had a son that passed away. I don't want to get too into that because I want to make this podcast a little depressing. But he was a great kid, and and he was very sick for a while. It wasn't like like he was home sick for a while. And my dad would come and help me because we had like private nurses and things, and he was on a respirator. And my dad would come and help me every day. And there, there were nurses there that would also be there. And on the days the nurses were there, we sometimes I would have a shoot. Occasionally, I didn't shoot as often as they do now, but once in a while I'd have a shoot. 
and I at the time my my son was upstairs on the third floor, and mm -hmm. we were in the basement shooting. And the problem was that if I was shooting, the nurses were not always that independent. Meaning they would always need ask me for something or need me for something. I didn't really want nurses coming down when I was shooting, yeah. asking me, you know, like I know here I am doing some fetish scene. Mm -hmm. So my dad, I asked my dad, can you come and. You know, I'm doing this thing and for my business, and he still didn't completely understand what I did, but I'm like, I don't really want them interrupting. And he would come and he would sit, and he was already with my son all the time anyway. He was so good with my son. And, and, and eventually he, sometimes the nurse would be there and there would be nothing for him to do. So the, my son would be sleeping, or the nurse would be doing some, some yeah. medical procedure with my son. So my dad would wander on down to where I was shooting. He'd go, do you need any help shooting? And I'd be like, yeah, why don't you hold this light? Or why don't you help me with this thing? Well, it wasn't very long until he was always there. And I think my wife had suggested that he should start working with me because I mm -hmm. needed help anyway. I needed some. And he just became, started working with me. And we, I, and this was probably like, I would say 12 years ago, maybe more, maybe like 12, 13 years ago. And he became just kind of part of the crew. And he just, he kind of became more of my stage manager where he would set things up. He would set up the green screen. He would build buildings. He would like, and these are all things that I did before, but he would do them and he would do them sometimes better. So he would like, like make better city than I made or make it better, you know, and it just made me look, of course it made me look better. So I'm like down with that. And, and, and then I started paying him a little bit on this, you know. And as and as time went on, he he's still doing it to this day. We still work together. We're like best friends now. And the, which is weird because um, I was never super close to my dad. Mm. We we didn't hate each other. We we always loved each other. But he's more of like a cooler person, like a more of a jock. Like like he he was a cool person, like mm -hmm. a normal. I'm a weird kind of geeky person. So we never <laughs> really kind of connected. It wasn't any of his fault or my fault. We just didn't. But when we started working together, we, we just became like best friends, and we still are. And we just, and then it turns out we are very similar in a lot of ways, it turned out, as time went on. So I would say if one great thing came out of my business, even if nothing else worked out, my, my relationship with my dad is like one of the really one awesome things that came out of my business. So, so and we still work together. He's, he goes to affect everybody who's in this industry. Yeah. Most of the people know my dad. Yeah. Because they see him, they see him at FetCon, they see him on my shoots. They see he's there. He's been to fetish parties, you know. Like, <laughs> so my my dad is actually a big part. Not my my mom not so much, but my mom doesn't know everything I do. My mom and then my mom does do work for me though, mm -hmm. but she does more of like the like 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 some of the banking stuff and some of the business stuff. My mom used to do and 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 my mother in law also. Uh. Was, she was very involved for a while. You know, she's a little. She's been dealing with some medical issues and stuff now, so she's not quite as involved with it. But she still knows what we do because she she sometimes she's here when I'm shooting. But but she but for many years she was the one back in the VHS and DVD days. If you ordered a VHS or DVD from me, my mother-in-law was the one who sent it to you. Like my mother-in-law was the one who, who wrote on it. If there's writing on it, she probably wrote it. Unless it, <laughs> if you can read it, she wrote it. If you can't, if you can't read it, then I probably wrote it. <laughs> so if you can't read the title of my movie, that was me. If you can read it, it was probably her. Oh, so man. yeah. So my my uh, basically my my mother-in-law, my mom, and my dad are very much know what I do. I had a father-in-law who sadly passed away. He kind of knew what I do, but he didn't really. But me and him got really close too. But it had nothing to do with my business. It was just me going yeah. over his house, watching football games and stuff. But um, 
But um, um, basically what I'm trying to say is my parents and in-laws I've been very close to and mostly because of my business. Yeah. The world of Feto. Yeah. The fettle, the fettle can can bring people together. Oh, and it, and it does, it does. Yeah, it's you know what it is. I think it's it's not. It doesn't matter that it's a fetish. Family is family, mm-hmm. and you you might you might be welding metal or something. You might be fixing cars. It doesn't matter if you do something together in your family. It's la familia is is always <laughs> you know strong. Yeah. I like how Gary's appealing to my Hispanics. So. <laughs> I, I gave you a little. little <laughs> since, I think. I think since we were on the fettle, I had to add a little. <laughs> oh damn! That sounds like something you put a sauce on. But um, <laughs> it's delicious. Fettle. I'm so hungry now. We just came back from sushi. You know? But um, uh, that's gonna be the title. It's gonna be like fettle. But um, no, the um. One of the questions I know you're talking about. You know, Actually, no, that, uh, yeah, please. No, I was just saying that I know one of the questions was... That's Maria, my wife, by the way. Hi, <laughs> um, I know Gary would get questions a lot, you know, does your wife know what you do? Because so many, so many times, or, or, what, or what you're into... And I would always say, no way! <laughs> you know, because so many, so many of the fans really are, are kind of, you know, very private about, you know, what they like and what their interests are. And, and so many of them were, were very surprised to hear that, you know, none of that was, none of my husband's interests were a secret to me. I mean, I think he probably knew me for a month and just How like, long did it, until I told you all my shit? That's what I'm saying. Maybe a month, maybe a month. And he's like, Wait, this is what I'm into. How did that conversation go? Oh, just like, yeah, okay, I said my husband can't keep a secret. He can't keep a secret. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I just have to be real. He goes, I'd rather tell you now than, you know, wait and waste our time and waste our lives together. He goes, I want you to know everything about me and uh-huh. here it all, here is everything, you know. And, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> And if you don't okay, run away, whatever. If you don't run away, then you know, like, yeah, okay, and up. it's 20, 23 years she did later. She's not run away. Twenty-three years later, we're, we're still together. Yeah, I, that's that's it. That's what I, I. I. I'm sorry. I. I. I I and and she brought up a good point. I'm sorry. Did I interrupt? No, no, you're, you're good. She, my wife brought up a good point. Uh, I hear this from a lot of of fetish fans, fetal fans, or giantess fans, or whatever. And and they always they, they I, I've seen it on the forums a lot where I, and I've actually seen the bad part of it where I told my girlfriend and she broke up with me, and and and. Unless I don't say anything, unless they ask me directly, and I've been asked directly, yeah. I've had emails and PMs, and I, and I would tell them, "Why not ask directly?" I don't add. I wouldn't tell them this off the cuff, but I'd say, "Listen, if that, if you, if your girlfriend broke up with you because you told them the thing like that, the thing fancy, that you like, yeah. yeah, and it's not something like like you're not like my fantasy is to kill people or to, you know, like <laughs> if your fantasy is something that doesn't hurt anybody, and you told them that, and they left you, well, you know what, you you were the wrong person." Yep. You need to look further. You need to, to search more. You dodge the bullet. Yeah, you dodge exactly. You know, you ever, you know, what, a good example. You ever see the Bronx Tale, the movie? Yeah. And he's like, if she doesn't open up that door, if she doesn't. That's the same. And to me, it's the same thing. Is she? If she? If she can't like, if, if if that's the thing that makes her run, like, like have a problem with you, then you know what? It's that's the, the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. If you come, I'm, I'm quoting the movie, by the way. Yeah. That's the tip of the iceberg. You're gonna get more shit. So don't try to save that relationship. Run from it and find somebody else. Yeah. And and because you you are who you are, 
you're wired who you're wired. And whether it's right or wrong, whether it's sinful or whether it's it's fine. Who? Hey, I'm I'm not religious, but if you are, whether whatever, and you need to accept who you are because you are who you are. You're not going to change it. Well, I will I will say from personal experience of talking to fans, talking to producers that. Uh, they lead these double lives, and it's very unfortunate because a lot of them, you know, they, they have wife and kids. They have a profession where they have to be, like, you know, they're, like, CEOs of a corporation or mm. they're lawyers yep. or whatever. And they, they have a completely, like, professional separate life that would never accept the world of Fetto. Like, <laughs> Fetto. God damn it. Uh, Say it right. <laughs> <laughs> And you so, guys are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll and tell you, that's, that's your podcast time. Almost metal. Kill the Spanish language. <laughs> I'm not even sure that's how you I know. <laughs> that's, that's the worst part. You, have, you have to say wrong. it like, Feto. With, but no, with I, the guitar I, in the background, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, but it's been I, like, I, I know what Jacqueline's, she's basically saying, like, like you're, am I wrong? Cut me off if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but you're basically saying, like, life, to me, life is short. And you are who you are. You're wired who you're wired to be. Unless the thing that, that, that weird thing about you is something that is like if you want to kill rabbits or something. Mm -hmm. you, need, you need to go get help for that. Okay? But if the thing that, 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 that motivates you, if the thing that you're wired for is not hurting anybody, it's legal, obviously. Yeah. And you need to just – life is short. Enjoy it. Like, like embrace it and, and deal with it. And get it out of your, you know, vent it and get out of your, you know, do what you got to do with it and then go, then the rest of your life will be fine, I think. That, for me, that's how it worked out. Yeah, these are, these are words to live by for sure. Well, no, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't have and there, a lot of them, in their lives. A lot of them are miserable because of it, because and, they want And they control. are, but, but in turn, what makes it great is that people like us step in and we're the people that give them that... That outlet oh, release. Yeah. and and release or whatever, like just and and that's the good thing about what we do. I, I, to me, I, I, my whole thing is because I seen so many like it, when I when I was when I was overseas, I saw so many people die, and then in my nursing in, in the hospital, I saw so many people pass away, and my son passed away, and I watched him pass away, and uh, for me, I that my only lesson, that big lesson that came from that is life is short. Life is really short, and if you think it's not, you're you're lying to yourself. Mm -hmm. Before you blink an eye, you're going to be at your last day. And do you when you look back at your life? And, and I'm not saying that you have to do your fetish stuff every day to make no, your no, life no, right. No, no, no. But that's part of your. If that's something that 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 you enjoy, and that's something that makes you that that you that you vent that you can if you're the guy from 911 who just trying to dig out his friend, you you come home and that's the thing that makes you get through the day. Then, and, and you do it, and you don't feel guilty about it. You should not feel guilty about it. And, and do what you got to do, and then the next day, go back to work. And, and life, if you try to, to suppress that because you want to conform to society, mm -hmm. and you suppress it, but you never really suppress it because it's always there. It's, you're yeah. wired that way. Uh, you live your life in a very miserable state, and, you, and then you think for some reason there's going to be some payoff. I'm going to live my life right I'm going to be miserable, but it's going to pay off. It's not going to pay off. You're going to die. Like, <laughs> and Because and, we're all going to die, you know. It's going to happen to all of us. And, um, and, and guess what? You're, you, 
why did you waste your life? Yeah. You know, if, if, if I'm not religious, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't believe in God, I'm not religious, but even if you believe in God and you're religious, you should appreciate the life that God gave you. And you should, and if God wired you that way, then you need to enjoy that. And you need to go do what you got to do. And, and don't be an asshole. Go and do good things for everybody. But when the day is done and you, you saved a million lives because you were a fireman or you were a police or, or maybe you were just uh, whatever. And maybe you were just giving out hot dogs and you made people feel yeah. good. You know, hot dogs. And you get home and the thing that you need is that one stupid thing. Like you need to watch a, a Santiago SKW video yeah. to get through the day. Watch that fucking video and don't feel guilty about it. You feel good that you know you you're just as good as anybody else, and if you want to watch a fucking San Diego video, watch <laughs> that fucking video. Don't let anybody tell you you can't, because if anybody tells you how to live your life, you know, and you listen to them, you, you I'm, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> Ah, uh, well, you know what? Uh, I'm getting a little preachy. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm no, I'm there with you. Uh, I'm just gonna see him drink wine and let you two. No, 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 no. I, I and I, I, I totally agree with that. That's um, huh, yeah. We have one life to live, and like, I mean, I, I live under this massive illusion of like, you know, I'm gonna be like 120 and fucking surrounded. <laughs> Surrounded yeah. by like, you better drink a little less wine. If yeah, you want to get <laughs> no, they, they just did a they just did a, a news. I, I saw a story about like some guy who died. He was 106, and like for the last um, yeah, okay, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like the last like the last like 20 years of his life, he drank like a bottle of wine a day. Like the guy was insane. One, yeah. Ah, hey, there you go. <laughs> If I have to downgrade, I will. <laughs> you have to go down to one, though. <laughs> At ninety-nine, I might consider it. I love you. No, but uh, but no, but seriously, like, I mean, yeah, I I, I have no illusions of like living to be a hundred and six. Yeah. But uh, but like, yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like every day that I can wake up and and do something that I love. Um, whether it's for work or, or not even work, like, you know, I don't want to put people in a position where they say like, well, Santiago and, and Jacqueline and Gary, uh, and whoever else is in this business, well, you guys struck gold. You guys, ha you guys hit the lottery. You can do this for a living. You can do what you really love for a living. And it's I, like, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think we're not, we're all jealous of each other. I think I'm sure all of us, all three of us have gone, have been jealous of, of our friend. That's the doctor mm -hmm. or that's the lawyer. Yeah. Even for a moment, even if like we maybe not all the time, but even for a moment, like wow, man, maybe we should have went to college longer. You know, I, I we've all had those moments, just like, and I'm sure they have the moment where oh, maybe I should have started doing videos. But they go back to their job, they love their job, and they don't think about that the next day. Neither do we. We go back to what we're doing, like oh, we're not anymore jealous. It was just that moment, uh, you know. And in the end, in the end, it is work, and that's the thing yeah. that a lot of these uh, people that that approach us with that attitude don't understand is that, oh, you guys live the life, and it's like, well, not really, because I think it's they they go they base our they base the perception on what we do, you know, on what we project, which is like you know social media, or whatever. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna post 18 pictures a day of me editing a video. It's not, I mean, it's it's boring. I have like, yeah. you know I, I'll do it once. I'll be like here here I am working, yeah. but then like in, in the end of it, like oh here here I am traveling to New York to see friends and shooting these amazing things, and it still is work. You know, it's 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 not as hard of a work. It's a hard you have of a, a job. lot of cool moments. But yeah, at the end of the day, you still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. I, I, I mean, some, I've had people, because I, you know, I, go, I do a lot of martial arts, so I had people at my martial arts, like, that do martial arts with me, they'll be like, Gary, man, I can't believe what you do, you're so lucky, I'm like, 
I'm like, well, six hours a week, I do have a good time shooting with some very pretty girls. Mm -hmm. But the rest of the time, I'm just, I'm sitting at the computer. Sitting at the computer. Or I'm doing stuff with my kid, take my kid to, to, to baseball practice, or, um, you know, and those are great things. I'm not saying those are bad things. In fact, my, my wife will tell you, I love sitting by the computer. But, 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 or I love just doing stuff with the family and stuff like that. But my point is, it's not any, any different than what anybody else loves to do. Other people like to sit with their families or sit by and the computer. And go by go to the computer or, or play video I, I, games. So or... the only difference is I do shoots with girls a few times a week. The rest of the time, I'm pretty much doing what everybody else does. You know, it's not like a big deal. I think in your case, it's a little more... You have a little. My life is a little more suburban than yours, meaning like you and Jacqueline don't have kids, and you do a yeah. little more of. You probably do a little more at like parties and things like that, social things than we do. But in the end of the day, you guys both still do just as much, if not more, work than I do, to to make that happen. You yes, just, because yeah, and I think that's the. Uh, it's it's a big it's a fantasy, but it's also it's it's like people miss gauge what happens in our lives and, and it's because of social media and stuff like that and what, what we project but they think that like that's all we do it's like oh we shoot we party we shoot we party we shoot we party no one understands like well there's you know, editing we, there's editing there's planning your shoots there's directing there's lighting there's dealing there's, with customers yeah, that with customers may not be you know maybe a little stickler about what they want in their videos but yeah I mean because everyone <laughs> and, I, and I also think sometimes there's a misperception out there because I, I hear comments a lot of time, oh, you're so lucky, this is what you get to do. Well, two things. One, it's hard work. I mean, I've seen all of you, you know, working very hard, I mean, up all night long, whether it's editing or, you know, worrying about, oh, the website crash, I got to, you know, talk to the uh, talk to the host now and, and get the website back on don't track. Me, don't let me get into my nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, it's, it didn't just happen. I mean, you, you the, made the, a conscious decision now. and you worked really hard. To you know, to get the business off the ground, to keep it going, to sustain it, um, you know, it, it, it's work every day. It's it's not just it, it didn't just happen, and it's not just you know a luck of the draw kind of thing. Anybody who has their own business, regardless of of what that business may be, knows that it's you know a twenty four seven um, thing. It's it, and, and it takes work constantly to keep it going so and and that's thanks to all of the fans as well i mean the, the businesses wouldn't be alive if the fans didn't support it so and I, I the other thing too is you got to put yourself out there i mean i'm sure santiago agrees like when i i, I don't know if jacqueline has the same situation because she's like this beautiful girl so i'm gonna i'm gonna get you out of this for a second but you probably might have <gasps> no, beautiful girl no 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 but because what i'm gonna say is a little different it's when when you're like a guy and you all of a sudden have these, you're like, oh, let me let these pretty girls come over and have them do my weird shit. There's a little bit of, a little bit of putting yourself out there. You know what I mean? Like, like, it's a little bit of like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, I know. I like, know exactly okay. what you mean. And, 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 and I think, I don't know about if Santiago went through that. I know I did. I had to kind of just suck it up. Like, if I'm going to make this work, yeah. I have to not worry about what this girl thinks of me. Like, I have to just do it. And I'll be telling girls, and, and it's still, to this day, it still happens sometimes, where I'll have a girl, sometimes there'll be a new girl that's not in the industry, but somebody asks me to shoot with her, and she's not really used to doing fetish stuff, and I'll start doing it, and I'll just start telling her to do all this weird shit. And I know, like, I'm looking at like, oh, she thinks I'm the fucking weirdest person she's ever seen. <laughs> but, but, I, but I'm like, I need to finish the shoot, and I need to just do it, and I don't care. And you have to have this kind of attitude where, 
like you're not a creep. Like you're well, well and, and there, so, there are worse people out exactly, there. Exactly, but I to me, but to a guy, I just accept. Maybe I am a creep. It doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. The thing that matters is I have my customer wants this shoot. They want this stuff in the shoot. And I need to get it. And I don't. If what's if if this person likes me and I hang out with them after, great. If they think I'm the weirdest person, they run to the hills. Whatever. Fine. And and, and it's not as big of a. I think once they get to know me, they don't run to the hills because I think 99% of the girls I've shot with, I've shot with again. So I, I, I don't really have that problem. But there is that point in time where it does seem like that's going to happen. There are moments where I'm like, man, this part, this girl's just going to be running out of here in a second because we're doing some weird shit. And I know I don't do the weirdest stuff of no, a lot of producers. So I, I know that's what you're saying. Yeah. But, Not by any means. But I, I will say like it's, it's the power of the female producer. Because I've had girls that have been my friends in real life and, you know, they'll ask about what I do and I tell them and they will feel more comfortable. Absolutely. Because it's it's a girl asking them to do these yeah. things. And so you agree with me when I kind of left you out of that, that yeah. particular instance? Yeah, instance. yeah no, okay. and, and I totally get that. I hope you wouldn't be offended because I, I, I felt like for you it's a little different, like it's slightly different. It um, is. It yeah. is different and, and I'm, I'm not going to deny that. Um, it is very different. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. Yes. But it's, it's you know, I, I've had, like, vanilla friends be like, you know, what's that thing that you do? Mm -hmm. And then, like, they'll try it for the first time because I'm another female. and They don't feel threatened. They don't, yeah. yeah, they don't feel, like, weirded out or, exactly. I guess... For some reason, I think I'm not gonna like you know get off to these videos exactly. later. But, <laughs> but you know, oh, they're so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you fooled them. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, women they don't they walk into Jacqueline. Me, me and Jacqueline just high five, just so in case you aren't watching. But women, the Jacqueline Shack. Look, women look at at you know, porn and, and sex and fetish and all that stuff, they look at it differently because, like, we can look at something and we can be like, yeah, that's hot, and we're going to put that, like, in our in our memory bank and we're just going to hold on to that and, like, we'll be able to use that and, like, you know, use it when we need it, I guess. <laughs> and, like, it, I don't think I... In case someone's breaking into our house? No. Wait, how is that... I, I think I, I'm going to give you an analogy. Uh, <laughs> to, I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I'm going to give you an analogy where, like, Jacqueline can take her ammunition and put it in her belt <laughs> and use it when she needs it. But, like, a guy gets that ammunition. He's got to shoot that yeah. shit. He's, a, he's like, what can right I there. shoot? Can I shoot that lamp? Can I can I shoot that lamp over there? You know? Where, where Jack is like, I don't need to shoot that lamp. That lamp doesn't make no sense. Why would I shoot that lamp? I'm going to hold my ammunition so when I need it, when I'm yep. getting attacked, and I need to use it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> wow. I, I, I don't know if that... I think that's the analogy. I've thought into that. I, I've, I've been working on that analogy for, for 20 years. I finally got to use it. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, no, but yeah, there is there is there is a massive difference I think there between the guys and the the girls. Well, yeah, no, I've wine. had no. <laughs> but a lot of wine went along with that. No, no, no. no. Oh we had a great example of it. We have a, a model that we work with who's fantastic, and she goes by Saya S A Y A Savage, and she's um, she's got this very like I think we marketed her as like an Egyptian kind of look. She had. Dark skin, beautiful, you know, face, facial structure, a great body, just a, and also a good performer. And like we were working with her for a while, and uh, 
the first time she came to shoot with me, it was with one of our other models who was a friend of hers. And unbeknownst to me, uh, she had no idea what the fuck she was showing up to. Our, my, my friend who brought her called me and said, "Yeah, I'm gonna bring my friend uh, Saya. She's gonna she's gonna be great. Yeah, she's gonna you're gonna love her." I'm like, "Okay, well then you probably already explained what we do, you know, female wrestling, stage combat, whatever." No, what mm-hmm. this girl had actually told Saya was like, "Yeah, I'm taking you over uh, to my friend's house for like a modeling shoot." And so she was expecting a modeling shoot. She was expecting, like, hey, I show up, I wear a nice outfit, I do sexy poses, mm-hmm. the guy takes pictures for his portfolio, whatever. I get I get copies of it. Instead, she walks in to me going, like, hey, hi, I'm Santiago, and, and, you know, come on in. By the way, here's where you're wrestling. You know, and she's like, wait, who, what, I'm fighting somebody? So in her mind, she thought it was, like, an underground fight club. She's like, what the fuck's going on? Like, you have a basement? Like, with what? And so she was, like, freaking the fuck out. And uh, her friend just didn't explain what we did. And so I, we took her downstairs and we, we, I said, like, well, you wear this. And if you're okay with it, she said, I'm comfortable with it. Fine. I brought her out and we did, I walked her through like the basics. And then we just shot like a quick video with her and her friend and our great model, Sumiko, who you guys heard in the, uh, in the first um, uh, podcast. Uh, and she walked out and, and now she's become like, kind of like very, uh, one of our most popular models, but she confided in me recently that like when she first worked for me, she was like this close to just quitting. Cause she was like, this is so- you ever, ever, ever girls just quit while you're shooting? No, thank God. And that happened to me one time. Oh really? Mm. And, 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 and we were just shooting and I think it was when I was at my studio. It was a girl I shot with her a few times already. It wasn't like a first shoot. And we were shooting, and she, like, we were in the middle of doing something, and she's like, I can't do it anymore. I gotta go. And what? She, it was, like, weirding her out. And I said, well, can we at least finish the clip that we're working on? She's like, okay. So we finished the clip we're working on. Oh, she at least finished? We, we, yeah, we, well, well, we had more clips to do. But she oh, just finished the one man. we already started shooting. I'm like, but then we, I said, all right. They weren't, they, were, they weren't customs. They weren't customs. Was it? Do you, do you remember what kind of clip it was? It was just like a members clip. There wasn't anything super. It wasn't. We weren't doing custom, so it wasn't like I couldn't do it. The clips later with somebody else. So it was. I was like, all right. And then she left. But the, the funny thing is, she came back. She what? contacted me back in in during the summer, and I. She's actually one of the people that started like when I switched to doing customs. She's kind of helped me launch the customs business because I did tons of customs with her. The last like like. Probably the end of, of 2015 and the beginning of 2016, she moved away, so she's not available anymore. But but I did a ton of videos with her between August and I say January. We did a ton of videos and they were awesome. And she was actually it had been like eight years since I shot with her, so I was a little concerned. She sent me pictures. I still look good. Like, like yeah. okay. And and people had asked a lot of people had asked me to shoot with her again. That I was like, all right, and I was still nervous about it because I'm like. Yeah, this girl thinks I'm a wacko. I don't know if I should do it again. But I got a lot of requests for her, and I did a lot of cool customs for her. And I still have a couple that are not edited yet, so there'll still be a few more out with her. I'm not gonna say who it is, yeah. but but um, but basically, um, things that it, it was a little redemption because it was the one time that I felt bad about. Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of like, all right, now I I can say I don't have anybody because she came back. You know, like, like that one person that ran away, but she came back to me. <laughs> That that's that's, yeah. that's a really good story actually. <laughs> it's a weird story because no. I was so surprised. I'm kind of like, Are you sure you want to do this? No, the I, you know what I'll tell you what happened because she was so different when I shot with her. She was a completely different model. It was like she was 
she because I, she, ten, it was almost ten years, by the way. She had a. I think like she's more mature. Mm-hmm. She was almost like a kid at the time. Like she was like maybe twenty one, whatever. But she was probably like thirty by the time I. So she had matured, so she didn't bother her. All that stuff that wasn't. I didn't weird her out. Anymore. I couldn't weird. She must have been through some stuff during those ten yeah. years. So I didn't weird her out anymore. I was like, oh, whatever you're doing, it's no problem. I've had, <laughs> I've had, a, I've had a few things like that happen. Like I had one girl who, um, she was a bikini model, and she came in and did bikini videos with us, like wrestling videos and bikinis. And suddenly, from one day to the other, said like, oh, I don't do bikinis anymore. And I was like, oh, well, we have you slated for like, you know, three clips today. And uh, and you agreed to them. Oh well, you know my boyfriend doesn't want me to wear bikinis anymore, so it became that thing. Oh well, we, we all had that happen where yeah. you shoot with a model for a while, and then they disappear because they're dating somebody. And yeah, they're dating somebody. That's that's normal. And then I had another girl who um, was amazing, and you worked with her as well. I'm not going to name her name, but she suddenly went from like, "Hey, this is really fun," to now I'm an extreme, extreme um, uh, feminist. And I think that anything where I am, um, what's the word? Uh, uh, portrayed uh, as not portrayed. Well, yeah, fetishized or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but, and you know, I respect her. I respect her decisions. I mean, this is her body. This is her life. I'm not going to stand in the way of that. But for her to go from like zero to everything that you do represents the evil of man, made me feel really bad. I was just like, really. Well, there's some truth to that. Men are really evil. Just to be that's serious. true, but but I don't think that what we do. Well, we it, don't mean to be. It's just, yeah. <laughs> we're just wired that way. Yeah, but she went on to say, like, well, you know, I, I don't want to be objectified to blah nah, blah. Nah, yeah, that's all. Belonging. And I'm like, well, you know, in terms of being objectified, you're you're pre- you're in a pretty good business. Like, mm. you know, you're you're doing stuff that's just a lot of fun, and you know, fetishes are going to happen. That's just that's how it is. Fetishes happen. Uh, but if you feel that it's going to victimize you in some sort of way, then I will respect your... <laughs> it's a whole, it's a whole other podcast. But yeah, it's a whole other... But, but, but uh, let me, I'll just say one... That's as close as I've gotten. Say, I'll just say one thing. Fuck safe spaces. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. What the fuck is safe spaces? All right, then I'm going to stop. No, it's, no. It's a whole other I, podcast. I do agree with all you right. on that. I... <laughs> Well, we'll we'll move on. I won't because that's again that would be a whole other podcast. I did see I did see recently somebody posted a picture. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's real. I got I got to do some research on it. But it was it was uh, a bunch of college kids crying, and it's these close-ups of these kids crying because somebody had like I think spray painted "Vote Trump" on their sidewalk or something. And you, you guys don't I, I I've seen I've seen war. I've yeah. seen like I've seen. I've seen people die. Now, even before it was at war, I've seen people die in New York City in the streets. When in my drug days, I've seen people die in my family and in my work. And I'm like, really? Safe spaces? Because somebody fucking painted Trump on your fucking college? Like, apparently, oh, no. apparently yeah. you have not seen anything in your life. It wasn't yet. even that. You it need was to uh... live a little bit, or and and have a little fucking real shit happen to you. And stop talking about safe spaces. It was a picture of the, also, it was a, somebody drew the Confederate flag on, on I, I don't know, I guess they graffitied it on a wall. So. And then suddenly there was like, all these people like huddled in the corner crying into each other's shoulders. Oh my God. And, I, and this is where I felt myself turning into, a, I felt myself turning into that old man. The one that like, suck it up! Uh, you know? <laughs> I'm a double! Whenever, whenever I see 
see somebody say safe spaces, I am, I already turned 50 years old. Oh, like, no. What fucking little fucking kids <laughs> about fucking <laughs> <laughs> On a positive note, you know we're going to outlast them in the zombie apocalypse. Oh, my God. <laughs> the, the zombies will eat them alive. They'll be in their safe space getting fucking eaten alive. And, we'll <laughs> like, and, and, and Santiago will tell you, and Jacqueline will tell you, that I am one of the, at least for my age especially, I'm one of the most liberal people that you can fucking meet. But, but come on. Even me. Even me. Safe spaces. Mm -hmm. Okay? Come on. Let's 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 stop doing. Jacqueline, do you, need, do you know what he's referring to? I have no idea what okay. you guys are talking about. I don't think this I will be our last. Know. This will be our last. Oh, yeah, topic. Don't, don't say any more about it because it would. Be, no, no, no. It, it has to be a whole different podcast. It does. Yeah. All right. We're just, I don't want to defer okay, it too so much. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave it at that. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, <laughs> so you're gonna title this podcast either either fennel fucking fennel or, <laughs> or, or 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 fuck safe spaces. Safe spaces. <laughs> No, I did. I did have a we we. I did have a little thing about that. You can talk about. It. You can say a little. No, it's not even a big right. thing. But like, explain to Jacqueline what a safe space is. Because I really. Uh, I, 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 I to be honest, I don't completely understand it. But I'll tell you what how how I understand yeah. it. It's basically we want an area where we can't be offended, where like nobody will say anything offensive to us at all, and not just like like about our race or our culture, but about anything about what we're wearing, about what we're. And 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 it's it's so fucked up. And then it goes into the college campuses. There was a South Park episode. Yeah. And then, but then it goes even further. Where I I saw this one video where this this kid was wearing this white kid. He was wearing like kid dreadlocks. Yeah. And this one girl came up to him, and and she just berated him like he was like like he was he he was the antichrist or something because he was because, wearing dreads because he was because he was stealing culture from the black African Americans. Like, oh no! I'm like what? I'm like, he's wearing dreadlocks is not, nah, you know, I could see if he was wearing like an Indian hat or something. But even then, like, relax, just tell him, yeah, maybe you should wear that. But they were like, like, bullying the crap out of him. Like, well, it's not like he's the first white kid to do that. To wear dreadlocks, like, dreadlocks is not, is not, you know, that's a whole nother, again, that's a whole nother part. Yeah, it's a whole But thing. the thing that's going on, the, the, I don't want to get too much into that, but the thing that's going on in the colleges is, is kids feel, they're very entitled. Mm -hmm. like, they feel like they're, I'm like, what is going on? Like, the, like, it's almost like they're disconnected to what's going on in the real world. Like, people are dying. People are are, are going hungry. People are, are, you know, getting blown up, mm -hmm. you know? And you're worried about somebody, like, offending you because of something you're wearing. Or I'm like, you need to, like, re-fucking-lax and, like, connect to the world again. I'm like, it's not, you know... Uh, because if you don't, the people that you hate, the people that you think are so conservative and because you're supposed to be so liberal... They're gonna hate you even more because you're you're just like taking it way past wherever mm -hmm. you should have, and and you're gonna legitimize Trump fans when they talk about PC. They're gonna use you as an example, and 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 people that are are not so maybe racist. Mm -hmm. They're gonna see that example and say, well, I'm not racist, but that's still fucked up that that person needs a safe space or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that is that is what that is. I mean, yeah. it's just you know, and it, it, I think it limits. Uh, conversation and stuff like that, which is what I, I live for. That obviously, that's why we're having. Well, that's the safe again. Yeah, you're right. I think you made you have a better point. Where the safe space just limits conversation. Where you should be able to have a little debate. Yeah, you should be able to talk about yeah. these things. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to have to worry about someone, you know, being triggered by whatever you say. But well, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's how it goes. But anyway, 
Uh, so we. I'm uh, sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no, no. It's you can, you can okay. delete this. This has been no. If this you has want been to edit this part out. No, fuck okay. you. This is the great. This is what makes podcasts so great. That is the part where, where I show my age. <laughs> Man, as Gary long, was really cool until he started talking no, about No, as long as you're not... Get off my safe space. Get yeah. out of my safe space. Get off my lawn. Exactly. As long if as... See, if I see any of those new safe space kids on my fucking lawn, <laughs> I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> so that's Gary Pranzo. Uh, <laughs> um, safe space. No, um, uh, but no, this has been, uh, I, 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 this might, this, this might be my favorite podcast so far. I, I think it's just because we are so comfortable around each other and, uh, and, and yeah, we were, well, we're three producers who, who have so much in common that I don't think we really realize. Can I, can I end, are you ending the podcast? Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. Okay, when you're done, I'm going to, I have some. Okay. All right. So, uh, so guys, uh, this is, um. God, our fourth podcast, uh, and I'm, yep. I'm really... It's only your fourth one? It's only your fourth one. Yeah, first one was Sumiko and Riff, second one was Nikki I, I gotta hear the one with Rick. I, I need with, to oh, with, no, with Riff. Yeah, I, I, I watched the one with you and Carrie, which is awesome. If Anybody, if you haven't seen that, if you haven't listened to that one... I was saying, how do you yeah. watch no, no. <laughs> I, I corrected myself. You yeah, took acid and it just happened. Most uh, most of my most of the podcasts that I listen to are video, so I'm, I'm a little. Oh, that's why you do watch the video. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, if you haven't listened to the to the his podcast, I I've only listened to one with him and Carrie, and it was it was just him and Carrie in my basement while I was shooting upstairs. So yes, I wasn't, it was. And it was awesome. It was you guys. You guys were excellent, and it was it was funny because I'm so friends with both of you yeah. for so long. It was it, it was like a lot a little insight into. Things I didn't know about either of you. Was there was really, a lot of things yeah. that popped up. During, uh, I think Maria should listen to it yeah. at some point. There was some yeah. stuff that came up. Yeah. There was stuff that came up during that podcast that even I was a little shocked. I, I, I originally, I to be honest, I originally started watching because I wanted to hear my name in it. You said I was in it. <laughs> so I was, I was a little narciss- narcissistic. So yeah. we, we, I think we talked about that at the beginning. Narcissist. Though well, that was me listening for my name in your podcast. But then I, I actually enjoyed it because I actually enjoyed watching you too. I forgot about that part. And I actually just enjoyed watching you two kind of talk about your whole history together and... Oh, yeah. And I've had friends who actually go, like, I'm going to drive to this session. It's two hours long. I'm going to listen to your podcast. And I'm not even... Like, I don't, I'm not even into the stuff you two do. And I was interested in... So imagine if I was a fan of, like, all the wrestling stuff. I'd really be like, wow. Like, yeah. You know. But now fans of the Giant Test stuff is now... They've gotten a... Well, I hope I get... I hope there's a good reaction to it because maybe I'll start doing one... With your with your with your help because you yeah. you do this very well. No, but um, you let me let you finish. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop talking. I'll let you finish. <laughs> You're like Kanye West. I'm gonna be Kanye West. <laughs> no, if I keep ranting, it'll never end. I'm gonna so I'm gonna finish. stop. I'm gonna let finish. you guys finish up because I do have one more thing to say. Okay, all right. To end it. Um, it's gonna be like the uh, like the <laughs> porky pig thing. <laughs> like That's exactly well. That's all, folks. No, um, guys, this has been our fourth podcast, and we. Uh, I mean, I have friends who do this who are under three hundred forty fifth ones. So, like, I'm I'm so happy to be uh, doing this because it feels like an adventure. We have so many people that we know that we could we we are gonna include into this, but. One of today is one of my favorites, if not my favorite, because you know Gary's one of our closest friends, and uh, and Maria is amazing, and I'm yeah. glad she was able to be here with us, uh, and we're we're actually um, recording this in their lovely home up here in New Jersey, and 
it's going to be sad when we leave, but for now, I hope you guys um, enjoyed it. I have, I really have no idea what's coming up next. We have a couple ideas of who we're going to have our, as our guests, but we'll see. I'm always uh, going to be there. I'm always going to show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gary will be there in spirit. <laughs> I'm going to call in. Every, I'm going to be the call-in person every time. <laughs> and I do want to do that. I'm going to ask the most fucked up questions. <laughs> but I've been told that actually if you go on Skype, you can do like... Collins, so like we can do Collins during. I have to show. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to yeah. show him how to do. I'm that. just really worried. There's going to be some guy who's like some mouth breather, just like <sighs> just 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 Skype me in. It's Jackal in there. I'll, I'll I'll be the guy every time. I'll. My name is Bruce Wayne. I mean, Batman. <laughs> 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 that was good. I'm Daredevil. You know. Like, oh well, let's stay on the phone with. <laughs> We have uh, M. Murdoch on the line. Um, we need a, we need to have a meet and greet. <laughs> F. Nelson. Just Jack was like, "I'll meet you at the hotel." <laughs> That'll be the last time you see us together. It'll be like Jack- <laughs> Jacqueline riding off in the distance with a blind guy yeah. who's a lawyer. A blind guy who's really good at martial arts. <laughs> Murdoch and Murdoch. So uh, so yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we hope this hasn't been too much on you. If you're driving somewhere and you're listening to this, then go ahead and switch to. Really good music, but before you do, Gary has well. I, 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 no, it's, Final it's, thoughts. You, Final thoughts. You're, you're, no, you're still gonna have to close out because what I'm saying is not gonna help you close out the <laughs> podcast. So, <laughs> so you're still gonna have to close it out. But oh, I, I just want to st- like say real more to both of you than to the, the podcast. I love you guys. We want to thank Wine I for think, being here, too. Thank you. Thank you, Wine. I, I, think I, speak, I think I speak for Maria as well. I love you guys, too. I, I, uh, no, seriously. Like, like, it's not just that we're both kind of do similar businesses and all that, but, uh, you know, my wife and I didn't have the opportunity to be very social for many years because our son was sick, and we spent a lot of time at the hospital. Uh, sleeping at the hospital, I practically lived there because I worked there too. So when I wasn't sleeping there, I was working there. Yeah. And my wife would be either at work or she'd be at the hospital with my son, or we'd be home with hospital equipment and nurses. And so I, even though I was doing this business, I didn't really get to be in the industry. I remember when FetishCon started, it actually started in New York as BondCon. In, and, and, I, and I was invited many times, and I couldn't go because I'm like, I can't leave my son. He was mm. like on a respirator. You know, I can't go hang out at BondCon or FetishCon. So eventually, sadly, he passed away. And then my, that's about the time my dad started working with me, and we started going to FetishCon. I started meeting, and I started working with Jacqueline. And somehow I became a little friends. I think when we first started going to FetishCon, I would hang out with Jacqueline. And, and her friend Danielle became my assistant. And we were kind of a little bit of a crew. And then you two started dating, and then I, I got involved with you. And I was already a fan of Santiago, for his fan, just for your fans to know. That I was a fan of yours more, not so much for the wrestling you did, just for, I think, more about the business, because I was in the same business as you, and the way you handled it, and the way you talked to your fans, and the way you... You were just kind of funny, like, on Twitter. Like, and so I was kind of a little bit of a fan. So when Jacqueline said that she that you... Because I think... I remember I met you at FetishCon, mm. and um, I met you briefly. We didn't really hang out. Like just like, how you doing? I like you on Twitter, and then we just went our own ways. And Jacqueline, and Jacqueline, and I think it was after FetishCon, Jacqueline was like, "Yeah, I think you know, I I, I think I might be going to date Santiago." And I'm like, like "You mean sleeper kid?" And she said, 
Yeah, I'm like, oh, you gotta go date him. Because, <laughs> because I, I need to go hang out with him. He's so cool. <laughs> that actually happened. That is exactly how the conversation the, went. Pretty really? much like that, yes. Really? Gary was our biggest supporter <laughs> for his own selfish reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't give a shit if you went, you two thought about each other. I just thought, you know. <laughs> Romance between Gary and Santiago. It is. There is. I, 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 I think that I called joke. It. That's not a joke. <laughs> I like. I like to think that that I, I kind of called it. Meaning, like I knew. I'm like, wow. I need to be in his world because it was fucking really cool. So and 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 I was I was not wrong because over the years and it's not just all the fun, the parties and things. I just felt like like you two became like really both of you became like really good friends over the years. And this podcast has just been, that's why I'm having so much fun. Not because I'm doing a podcast, because it's YouTube. If it was any, like, uh, there, there's very few people, I'm not going to say anybody, there are a few other people, but there's a very small group of people who I would have fun doing this with. And you two are certainly on the top of that list. Wow. I'm going to stop now. <laughs> well, shit. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know what? Yeah, I, 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 when we started talking online and, and on Facebook and stuff like that, I, I, I thought you were hysterical, and, and, you know, Jacqueline, when we started dating, told me how much of a nice guy you were, and, like, so I, and, and we kind of just already just knew of each other, it was, like, yeah. a weird vibe there, it was, like, it was, like, we just knew of each other, and so, it was just a matter of meeting, you know, it was, like, we gotta meet up. Well, you were, you were, you and Jackie, or you and Gary? Oh, Gary. <laughs> Well, I already was already. This is after Jacqueline. I was. My, I had already been Jacqueline friends with Jackie anchor. for yeah, with Jacqueline for a little while, and um, and so I just met Santiago. I think we. I think we. The time I really met you because it was right after FetishCon. We came down for um, for um, DragonCon. Yeah. And we stayed with you at your house at DragonCon. Me and Danielle. Yeah. Were there. We, we actually we didn't stay at your. We made it because we had a hotel because we were doing shoots. Mm. But anyway, and and you you guys he was like such a good host and well, that's you right. are, we were staying at the and, hotel and I. I, I hadn't, I, I, you know what it was? I had so much time out of the social world, and Maria will tell you, because of, um, and I, I can't, comp it was because my son was sick, but other things, and, and we, and, and, and I never really had, I hadn't had that feeling for a long time, and I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and you were, one, like, you really made me feel special, and you do that with everybody, that's why you're such a good host, it's why you do all those parties. And over the years, it's just, you haven't failed it. Like, it wasn't like a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. And that is, and again, that's why I'm having just bullshit with you guys. I can do this for four more hours. But <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think people would, I think, I think we're probably, I, mean, like, set, I think we're way past the time. People would set, yeah. A little bit, I right? think people would set fire yeah. to their own cars yeah. at this point. But, uh. but yeah, no, I, I I just want you guys to know that I want to, and you can cut this out if you want. No, no. no. I want to end the podcast with just you knowing that, like yeah. how and it's not the wine. I really, I was having a good time from the beginning to the end, from the from no glasses of wine to ten glasses. <laughs> I've been having like a blast having this with you guys. I'm so glad you did this with me. I'm very happy. No, so uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop. So anyway, uh, uh, throwaway guest Gary Pranzo. <laughs> <laughs> Interchangeable person. No, um, uh, Gary has. You've definitely provided some of the best stories I've heard so far, and and some of the most heartwarming stories, and 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 heartbreaking stories, uh, and uh, just really really good stuff. And this is this is 
the stuff that we've talked about tonight is one of the reasons I wanted to do this in the first place. I didn't want to make it something that was generic. I didn't want to have like some sort of talk show where it's like, hey, what's the craziest thing you've ever done in a, you know, yeah. in latex? Like, no, I wanted to make it more uh, about... I bore the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make it more about like, you know, hey... And look, I like we, latex. We're, yes. <laughs> we're all in this family together. We, we do this together. And, and I think what you said earlier is very apt where it's like, we are a big family. And like, whether you work in a welding you know, gig, or you work in construction, or you work, you know, doing um, whatever, city planning, whatever. You are part of this group that right. does the same thing, that does it well, and, and, and it becomes a secondary family. And every time I go to FETCON, I always tell my, my friends, that's my that's my second Thanksgiving. That's the name of the of the podcast, Mi Familia Feto. You know, it's funny, because I feel that way about you guys especially, but about a lot of people in the, a lot, there's a lot of friends I have in industry. I think you mentioned Riff earlier on. Um, he's an example where mm-hmm. like, I'd only see him like once every year or two. I, but when I see him, I feel like, like as if we're just, not a day him. has passed. Yeah. And I, when I see you guys, I might see, I don't see you guys all the time either. I might see you guys twice a year, maybe yeah. three times a year. But when I see you, it's not, I don't feel like it's been six months or a year I feel like we just were talking the other day. Yeah. And now social media helps that. But I think even without social media, we would feel the same way. But I think that we just... Because there's people that I, that I meet at FetishCon every year. There, there's a small, it's a small group, so I'm not saying everybody. But, but that I don't talk to on social media all year. But I see them, and I, it's the same situation. I feel like, like I just talked to them like last yeah. week. And we just kind of continue. And I and think that's one of the fantastic things about life. And I'll end it on this. Is And I've said that I think six times. I'm going to end it on this. No, but it really is. Like, it's I, turned into Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> it's turned into what? It's turned into Batman vs. Superman. We have six endings. <laughs> don't, don't. Oh, yeah. Well, that was, you know, uh, we can have a whole oh, no, podcast no, 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 that's about that. Superman. No. Sorry, okay. guys. With, with the Lord of the Rings ending. Oh, man. Lord of the Rings ending. We should have a Lord of the Rings ending to this podcast. Yeah, it'll be like. Like, all right, and I love you guys, and we're done, and we're back. <laughs> I think we already did that. Actually, we did have the watering ring. Yes, we did. Like, I and apologies to me because I know I am the fault of that. <laughs> so. No, but it is uh, in the end. Uh, you know, we we have this group of people, and and I I have friends that I mean I love I love all my friends, but like there's some that that I think demand a certain amount of appearances per year. It's one of those things like you have to be there X amount of times for, for me to prove my friendship. But then there's people who, like my friend Andrew, who has his own podcast. Uh, I think it's called Cine- Cinephile. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll, I'll correct that. But uh, he's one of those guys that I've known since I was in sixth grade. And uh, and we'll see each other once every couple of years. But when you see that person, it's like not a day is passed. You know how you know if I like you? Know how I know, you know how you know if I like you? I drive 14 hours to go to your house for two days. <laughs> if I drive, and if police pull me I was over, say the cops wait, in Georgia don't wait, understand that. If, if cops in Georgia pull me over and they say, "Why are you driving to 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 Atlanta to hang out for two days with somebody?" Because they then so they think I'm running drugs or some shit. Because I this is a true story by the way. And and, and if, if that happens, <laughs> you know I like you. Because you know I almost go to jail for you. <laughs> well, yeah, he he says he days. drives, he meets his wife drives. But... Yeah. Yeah. The best part would be Thank like, you, no, the best part of that story would have been like, like, why are you driving 14 hours to spend two days in Atlanta, boy? And you're like, sleeper kid. And they're like, all right, let's call back. <laughs> and they just like leave. like. <laughs> uh, my, my, 
when they asked me all those questions, my answer was, "You're right. Maybe I'm stupid. Mm. Like, like, because I did not want to be in a Georgia, <laughs> Georgia jail. You know, maybe I'm a dumbass. <laughs> that, was, that was my answer to every one of those questions. <laughs> all right, so guys, we um we love all the fans that make this happen. The, the fact that we're doing this is because of you guys, and thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, and above all, like everyone in the community, uh, listening or not listening, you know, you guys are our family and, um, we, uh, we love all of you and this is why we do what we do. So, uh, until next time, um, everyone say goodbye. Bye. 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 See ya. <laughs>